Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, what's happening? I'm Mike Schmidt, 40-year-old boy podcast. Who's out there, everybody? How you doing? How is everyone? Everybody's out there? That seems like a lot of people. That doesn't seem possible. I don't. You know what? I'm going to say not everybody's out there. What am I, a guy on a balcony in Germany giving a speech? Why Germany? What the hell happened to me? Hold on. <laughs> That's not a good thing to start the show with. Look at me. I'm leading a rabid crowd from a balcony in Germany uh, doing terrible things. Perhaps I'll go to Italy and I'll cross my arms and give you the El Duce look. Uh, I, should, I could have gone Pope, I guess. He he also does the balcony thing where he talks to a bunch of people. Although he really doesn't do that anymore, does he? Do they still do that on Sundays? The at at, at Saint Basilica is that what it's called? At the uh, at the cathedral, maybe they go to Manchester Cathedral or Winchester. It's Winchester Cathedral. You ever hear that song? Uh, I don't know why my brain went to Germany. Well, I know actually I know why it did because again, it's it's hard to have the images. Of uh, of German rallies on a balcony with with gigantic crowds leave your brain. I guess I could have gone Pope, but like I said, I don't I don't recall the Pope doing one in a really long time. You know, because the Pope used to be a dude. Like the Pope was somebody that people cared about. The Pope was like a guy, right? He fucking they had a Pope and a president and a queen. Uh, but now the queen is dead. Long live the queen, uh, or the king, I suppose we should say. Although there's a queen now too, Camilla. What the fuck? Why is she backdooring in? You know, Charles gets the job with his fucking scepters and his huge fucking sausage cock fingers. Good for him. Uh, he waited long enough and he's got sepsis or whatever the fuck he has in his hands. You ever see his hands? I'm not even kidding. Google Prince Charles fingers and holy fuckaroni. It is ridiculous. The guy's got a handful of cocks. It's crazy. He looks like the uh, the the people in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Jamie Lee Curtis and, and uh, uh, our friend who won the Oscar. They, it looks like the two of them with their crazy hands. Uh, that's what Prince Charles is sporting these days. And I don't, I don't know what it is. It's years of inbreeding. I don't know what the fuck's up your hands like that. Cause look, I have, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I have, I have a gorgeous hands. I think I have very attractive hands. Uh, I can palm a basketball. You know, I've often thought about being a hand model, but unfortunately I took a chunk out of my hand with a uh, meat slicer once. Uh, not on purpose. sounds like I did <laughs> the way I presented that. It sounded like it was on purpose. You know, one time, uh, when I was hanging out with my friends, uh, Bam Margera and Rab himself, we got the old meat slicer going, and oh boy, what an afternoon we had! Uh, but yeah, so now uh, Prince Charles is now Queen or King Charles 
And then Queen Camilla is there. And I, I get ask this. Like, I thought crowns were red. I know this sounds fucking weird. Do they get to pick their own colors? Like, is it that? Are they, are they like a high school football team or something? Because they wore black crowns. And look, I don't, I don't believe in any of this shit and fucking bacon crows, crow, crows, crows in a pie, whatever the fuck. Um, whatever you got to do to be the king or the queen or whomever. But, but black crown seems ominous, doesn't it? It seems wrong. I don't think the queen ever wore a black crown. Please send me photos. I know somebody out there has queen photos that I'm going to, I'm going to be besieged with. Here's the queen wearing a, uh, an, uh, ebony crown. Um, but I don't know. It just, it just looked weird. Like they didn't have king and queen colors. I guess they kind of matched. And I mean, they should match because they're all fucking weird, right? Cause Prince Charles wanted to be her tampon once you were, you know, that story, Google that fucking story. Cause he was fucking banging her while he was still married to princess die. I believe so. And he was, man, he's married to a fucking hot chick and he starts railing Camilla and Camilla, Camilla could just be, you know, she might be a fucking demon in the sack. Who the fuck knows? And princess die could have been a demon in the sack, but she could be like, you know, fuck this. I'm not going to bang this jug head eared motherfucker. <laughs> I'm moving on to Dodie Fayette in a really fast car. You've got a fast car. I hope there's not a princess in it because we might crash. Uh, so, yeah. So I don't know why I put myself in the German balcony and I could have put myself in, in the Queen's coronation or the King's coronation or whatever the fuck. I, but also the Pope, who, I, again, as I've mentioned, used to be a guy. He's I don't even like I don't even know the Pope's name. I know that's fucking weird because didn't they just did they just name a Pope or wasn't a guy? It wasn't a new a Pope going to fucking retire. I don't know. Here's the look. I'm going to give some advice. If you're a cardinal and you're listening to this or several cardinals, or if you're cardinal adjacent, take this advice and run with it. Uh, tell these guys to stop voting for old fucks. That's the same problem we have in this country. We've got, we've got a Diane Feinstein showing up at fucking Congress in a, in a wheelchair looking like fucking Mason Verger from, from uh, silence of the lambs or red dragon, whatever the fuck their half of her face fucking slope falling off of her head. looks like she got, you know, like she got, it's like, like she has bells palsy of the everything of the body, the fucking head, everything. The whole thing is just slumped. She has lazy skin. When you get to be 97 or whatever the fuck, you get lazy skin. Your skin's been doing the job forever. Feinstein, they got to put her brain in a jar at this fucking point. I, you know, I might have talked about this with Lily. I, I apologize if I'm repeating myself. If you'll hear it later with me and Lily talking. Um, I'm, just so dis, I'm just so disgusted by what's happening in this world today. But I don't even know the fucking Pope's name. But quit voting for old dudes. That's why they got to keep fucking changing the Pope out every couple of years. Like, it's like me with cars. <laughs> <laughs> fucking new popes these ancient fucking dudes they keep voting for these you know i guess when you put in as much cardinal time as possible then you get to be bumped up to pope they're not gonna vote for a fucking young guy for pope they should though what if they should vote for like a pope with like spats and he's another one with a fucking weird hat what the fuck these people with the dumb hats you know what i go the other way bullshit i'm not mad at the pope for his hat or the king and queen for their black crowns i think our president needs to wear a dumb hat wouldn't that be great like some kind of Bula Bula Order of the Water Buffaloes fucking helmet. That'd be sweet as fuck. That'd be so many to root for. That's that's worth voting. What if we voted solely on the hats? What if there was no debates? These guys just walked the runway with assorted hats. And we chose the guy with the best hat to run the country. Because I got to be honest with you. Uh, it's not going to be any worse than how we've done in the past. Right? I don't, I don't think. You know what? No hat's going to lead us to go to war. Uh, two tribes may lead us to go to war. <laughs> two hats may let us to go to war when two hats go to war. All right. Uh, so I don't, I don't even know the Pope's name. I could have said a Pope, but I don't know if they do that gathering anymore at, uh, at St. Peter's Basilica. That's what it is, right? That's the full name. 
Uh, I don't want a short shrift the Basilica. God forbid I wind up on a list somewhere because I short shrifted the Basilica. Um, but yeah, it's like Pope fucking Rick. I don't even know. Sam Roger. No, it's, it's always like some dumb fucking name like Pope, you know, Jesus hand or Pope Pius or some shit. And I don't know. I don't know who these fucking guys are. And what do they do anymore? Do they have any fucking stroke? Because, you know, it used to be truly that like fucking our presidents and stuff had to look for approval from the Pope for Catholic voters or whatever. And, and then that all went out the fucking window in 2016 when Fucknex showed up and he was like, I think he met the Pope and probably, you know, he probably shook his hand. He pointed at his chest. The Pope looked down and he flipped his nose because he doesn't fucking care about anything or anyone. And, and honestly, I don't give a fuck. Disrespect the Pope all you want because the Pope has got so much money and so much cash and so many gold slippers is this new pope the the one that has kind of the that the red slippers the red shoes i know the angels want to wear his red shoes but unfortunately the pope got him first <laughs> let's update you fine folks uh you know last week at the, first of all i should tell you this i'm, I'm not going to talk long we're, we're gonna we have a whole chunk of audio with me and lily uh that i'll share with you when i'm finished um and i'll be finished soon because nobody this is what is it what's the point why am I shoehorning two shows in your guy in your gullet in your ear holes? It doesn't make any sense. Plus, I'm fighting off yawns, as you can hear. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. My sleep schedule is all kinds of fucked. Yesterday, I went to bed at fucking eleven fifteen a.m. <laughs> and because because I had fallen asleep from eight until twelve thirty at night, and then I was like, "Well, I'll be fine." And then it was eleven fifteen, and I'm like, "I should probably go to bed." As you know, you want to talk about lazy skin. I look like Diane Feinstein. My eyes are drooping. My fucking cheeks are on the ground. Uh, but then I only got four hours of sleep. And now here we are as I yawn into the microphone and I torture you. You know, a professional person, not to say I'm not a professional person. I'm certainly a professional broadcaster uh, as far as talking into a microphone. I've got that down pat. Me with my face right in front of a microphone and talking into it so it gets recorded into some sort of implement or laptop. Uh, I have those steps down, but it's the, uh, get enough rest. So you stop yawning in people's ears. It's kind of bullshit that I got to fucking work on. Um, because I, you know, uh, dudes, I was just reading. There was a famous DJ in, in LA who died this week. She used to be on KMAT, uh, a million years ago. And it made me think of like when DJs, there was a guy named Jim Ladd here when they would explore music and talk about it. Cause I told you I was a prisoner last week or two weeks ago, whatever the fuck, uh, in a, in a satellite radioless existence where I had to listen to fucking terrestrial radio and everybody's making up jokes and laughing and fucking guffawing at everything. And you're just like, my God, is there anyone who just, who just is normal who could just, and then I will tell you this, there was a beacon in the night, but unfortunately I found it during the day. Uh, I was, I took my bird to the airport super early last week sometime. And I'm uh, there's a, you know, I, I had that terrestrial radio thing working on, you know, this is two weeks ago. And as I'm driving, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm, you know, as I'm flipping, trying to find a station, and my station disappeared. It was like 97.1, okay, that I was listening to here in L.A., and then it kind of got fuzzy, and I'm like, why? And then all of a sudden, a whole new station showed up, and it sounded like a dude in his basement, and I'm like, what, am I, am I getting hijacked here? Like, what's happening? Is there, is, have aliens landed? Is this a shortwave jammer? Uh, but then I listened, and the guy, first of all, he played super interesting music. He played some fucking kind of uh i don't even like la raza music but not like but, but like rock but not rock in espanol and it was kind of like i would i would almost call it like 70s mexican surf music it was fucking awesome i mean i i there were three songs i shazammed two of them and then the third one that i really liked wouldn't shazam i'm like god damn it i'm you know and i'm also going fucking 65 miles an hour on the goddamn freeway at eight in the morning um 
but I was trying to figure out what the fuck it was. So the guy kept saying like WPC, WTPC, or no, KTPC, low wattage radio or something, or low power radio in Venice. And I'm like, is this real? I didn't know if it was a real deal or thing. So I kept trying to remember it. And then uh, I got home and I Googled it. It's a real thing. Like for some reason, the FCC gives out low wattage. It, it started a few years ago. They gave out low wattage licenses to neighborhoods that they deem important because it gives you like neighborhood and minority representation on, on radio and avoiding like kind of big, you know, the, cause the radios have just been consolidated. Now the radio stations and shit like that, everywhere you go, there's an iHeart radio fucking station playing the same shit over and over in your face. Um, and even here there's rock music stations. Like I said, I heard when doves cry seven times, whatever the fuck, but this dude was playing awesome, interesting music. But the thing is when I Google it and I read the story about it, you can only catch it in this three mile radius near Venice and you can only catch it at certain times of day. They don't tell you when they're going to, you know, be on the air. Like it just shows up. And so I was mad because I wanted to see the playlists. I wanted to hear it. And then I thought, well, maybe I can listen to it on my laptop or, you know, cause sometimes, uh, you know, Apple used to have old school radio stations. You could just fucking hear. And, uh, the guy running it was just like, nah, we don't, we don't go online. Like, cause the whole point of it is to be a radio station. You know, otherwise we're just streaming and then that's that's not unique. And so they do. They just do this. And the thing is, they invite anybody to record a show like anyone can record a show, put together a playlist and record a bunch of music and and their drops and everything and just turn it over to them. And they might play it (laughs) or they might not, but they're not going to tell you when. Uh, And that's the deal is you've got to listen because you might catch yourself six weeks later or you might catch yourself six minutes later. Who the fuck knows? They make their own decisions. It's pretty sweet. Uh, I love the whole concept of it. You know what I mean? Just this radio station that only operates in Venice with only like a three or four mile radius and you have to be able to catch it whenever you can catch it. So you leave your radio station tuned out. And also there's a 97.1, like a big station here. And for it to take over that little block of, of you know, of FM radio, whatever the fuck, property, whatever you want to call it, and just fucking fill the void. I thought it was sweet as hell. But unfortunately, I'm not, you know, I'm not in Venice nearly enough, so I can't go ahead and throw it on. But you know what? It, it, this is, you'll laugh. It sounded like getting high in your house with your friends. That's what it, it was just a dude who was real laid back and he wasn't trying. You know what I mean? He wasn't pushing it. He was just talking and he didn't, he didn't like back tag anything. He didn't say what time it was or all that because obviously clearly it's pre recorded. And he would just say, yeah, you know, KTPC Venice, low out radio. Uh, you know, he, he, here's, you know, and he would, he would talk, you know, he'd just say something silly or whatever. He'd just kind of talk and then he'd say, okay, here's a, here's something else. And then he'd play another song. And it reminded me of, uh, you know, I used to live near San Clemente with Lenny. We lived near the beach. Um, or you'd just go hang out at somebody's place and you'd, you know, you'd just play music and talk. That's what it sounded like. Like just kind of cooling out with your friends. It reminded me when I lived in Orange County, uh, when I first moved here. It felt like rediscovering California, and I really enjoyed it. And, of course, I can't find it online, and I'll never be in Venice again. But when I do, believe me, I'll be tuning my radio to 97.1. Uh, and I know you're thinking to yourself, well, what about your new radio? What are you doing there? Uh, well, here's here's the update on the car. Last week, I think I told you guys that um, I was driving around in a loaner, and then I, I they, they said they analyzed my car at CarMax, and they go, hey, man, there's no leaks in your car. And I said, uh, what? And they said, yeah, no leaks. So I said, great. I was undecided whether or not I was going to go back to my mechanic and go, dude, you know, you got to give me the go-ahead here. 
But finally, I decided it was better safe than sorry. And so I, I made an appointment to see my mechanic and I saw him this week and I told him what they said. I said, look, you know, I, I didn't do it in an accusing way, but I said, hey, they, they said there's no leaks, man. They said they looked at everything. They ran the diagnostics and whatever the fuck, and there's no leaks. And he said, all right, well, we'll take a look at it. And he, again, the same deal where he comes in and he goes, yeah, he goes, I don't, uh, he goes, I think there was a leak. He goes, I, I, I don't know what to see now, but I, it's hard for me to see anything. Come over here. And I go over and he goes, you see right here, look at the engine. And I go, yeah, that's where the oil was last time. He goes, yeah, you can see it's gone. He goes, I don't know if they washed it down or what they did. He goes, but I can't tell you if there's a leak or not. Because also look here and there's, um, there's crusted black. Like it, it, it looks like, you know, a, a charcoal almost like real, real. And he goes, that's oil. He goes, so maybe there was an oil leak before you bought the car and then they fixed it before they sold it and I was seeing residual oil from that previous leak he said but yeah it doesn't look like the radiator you know they cleaned it all up and everything's clean here they cleaned it all off but with that crust there with those oil deposits that that means there still could be a leak but I can't tell anything until you drive the car I said what does that mean and he goes well you got to drive it you got to drive put a couple hundred miles on it and then make an appointment and come back but the thing is I, you know, I just want the fucking thing. I just want a clean bill of health, man. I just want it fucking fixed. I don't want to worry about that shit. And look, if I don't have to pay the guy another $160, I don't want to fucking do that either. Um, and so I, I got annoyed. I won't lie. I didn't get annoyed to him, but in my brain I was annoyed because I'm like, dude, you're the mechanic. I mean, just tell me is it's leaking or not. And he's like, well, I can't tell if you're not, you know, you got to drive it. I said, well, I've driven it like 30 miles. He goes, yeah, you got to drive it like a couple hundred miles so we can kind of see what it does under duress or regular, you know, driving conditions. And I'm like, ah, fuck. So the bottom line is I have my car, uh, you know, the Camry hybrid and I've been driving it and I guess I'll go back in a week and see what he has to fucking say. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll look under the hood myself and see if I see anything. He even said, he's like, if you start seeing any oil on the engine or you see any oil under your car, then, yeah, bring it in right away. He goes, but otherwise, just do a couple hundred miles and then bring it in, which just seems like, you know, you know me, Schmitty life, Schmitty life. There's always something going down. I'm going to go out driving and a fire will burst out because there'll be oil deposits on the engine that didn't get scraped off. And then new oil will cover those. And then a fucking ignition happens. And then I got to pull over with smoke and flames and, and no future. And fuck me. That's all I need is the fucking pop the hood and a kiss shows going on underneath my fucking hood. So who knows right now, though, I got my car and that makes me happy. Um, I was out the other day. It was funny. <laughs> I was driving because again, we're look, I got to put miles on the car. I know you're like, did you have anywhere to go? I did not. Clearly I didn't. No, I was running fucking, I got groceries or the fuck. But it was the same day I went to the mechanic. So I was driving home. Uh, and look, I won't lie. What was I doing? I was going to several different grocery stores and seven elevens trying to locate mustard Doritos. Yes, I know. Terrible thing. Um, just jumping off of cliff into a quarry and land head first because you're just dying at that point. But uh, but they've released ketchup and mustard Doritos back into the wild. And I loved the mustard Doritos. Have I had any luck in finding them yet? I have not. And I've been to five different Ralph's and like four different 7-Elevens. And every time I stop, there's nothing. Uh, they had the ketchups at one. Uh, I did not grab them because, again, I'm 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 a mustard man. <laughs> no, I liked I didn't mind the ketchup ones. I loved the ketchup Doritos in Canada. But the ketchup Doritos in America, they made them tangier. And uh, that's fine. I don't mind a tangier taste on my tongue and my taste buds. It's a lot of teas. 
Uh, but I preferred the one in, in that had like a corn ketchup taste and I mowed through those motherfuckers. Like I was driving through, you know, pedestrians. I mean, I just fucking, well, that's a weird analogy, but I just ate the shit out of them. Um, so I didn't grab any of the new ones. Maybe, maybe I'll try a bag, but my, my whole goal is to find the mustard ones. Cause man, if you haven't had them, um, cause this is my worry. I had the mustard Doritos when they released this limited time and it said hot mustard, you know, on the, or spicy mustard, it said on the bag. And I was like, I'll give them a chance because I try all the new flavors and it wasn't spicy. Like it was just kind of, it had a bit of a wasabi note. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, kind of like hot mustard, but it was just very faint. And I, it just tasted more like mustard, like mustard powder with a little, little fucking zip. And dude, they were so good. I brought them to poker and everybody's like, these are fucking, these sound horrible. And then the whole bag was gone. My friends couldn't stop eating them. They're like, these are amazing. I'm like, yep. And these are guys who don't eat fucking chips. Because I always bring weird chips and I have to make them eat them. They fucking plowed through the fucking mustard Doritos like a car through pedestrians. That's going to be my go-to from now on. Because <laughs> uh, I just saw a video of that, unfortunately. A lot, of, a lot of great videos flying around on the internet this week. I don't know if you saw them. They're all really good. There's uh, a terrific one where the guy driving through pedestrians. I don't know if I've mentioned it or alluded to it earlier in this show, but holy macaroni, if you can tune into that. Go ahead and pull it up. Cause that's fucking, that'll make you never want to sit down on a bench ever again in your entire life. Uh, just poor dudes. And look, I know the bus is bad. You know that I know the bus is bad. The bus is terrible. And just sitting there waiting for the bus is such a fucking bite in the ass where you're like, I can't believe I get in this fucking mode of transportation. that's going to take me nowhere fast and everywhere slow. Uh, but then if you're sitting there waiting for the bus and a guy plows through you, you're just, then you're just like, I died waiting for a bus. What a fucking Although, you know, it kept you from having to get on the bus. Really, when you think about it that way, you can kind of you can kind of reflect on it and be like, that's cool. Kept me from getting on the bus. That makes me happy. Uh, I shouldn't joke because it's an awful video when you see it. And again, when you as always, when you see these videos, they just happen. And in your brain, you could you because you've seen movies or you've seen these things. I told you I've seen I saw a guy get a chainsaw in the face. I've seen terrible, terrible things on the internet. Um, so you know what? You see a guy drive a van through fucking 20 people and you're just like, yeah, that's fucking awful. And then you didn't see a guy, you know, pull out a gun at a mall again, whatever the fuck, what a mess. Everything's on a downward slope and we're all rolling forward. The snowball keeps getting bigger. We're right there in the center of it. Um, so I'm, I'm on the hunt for mustard Doritos again, have not found them. But I was driving on a road uh, called Moore Park by my house and I came, you know, they're pedestrians. All right. And pedestrians have the right of way. But like when I'm a pedestrian, all right, if I'm in the middle of I, if I cross against the light or I'm you know, what I mean, if I'm jaywalking, basically, let's put it that way. If that's even a fucking term or a crime anymore, um, I will wait for you. I have no interest in you stopping. I, I want to stand there until all of the cars are gone and then I will safely walk across the street. When you see a guy like on an island in the middle of, you know, four lane traffic or two lane traffic, and he keeps trying to kind of like step out because he keeps waiting for people to stop. It's like, dude, don't do that. You, you're the one in the wrong here. You're in the middle of the fucking road. Let cars go by. And I know this is me at my most grandpa. I totally get it. But uh, that's how I handle myself as a pedestrian. When I'm driving, I will always stop to let the guys through if there's, you know, a ton of traffic. Uh, but if there's no traffic. I will just I will just breeze through because again if there's nobody behind me he, I'm going to be the last car. It's a pain in the ass to make somebody stop for you is what I'm saying. Um, 
And you know what? I get a, I, my mouth gets out of my brain there. I don't stop when there's traffic coming. In my opinion, the cars should have the right of way and the guy should stand there until the cars are gone. Yeah, what am I thinking? Again, folks, I'm, I'm yawning. My brain has fucking Swiss cheese holes in it. So, uh, but this guy, <laughs> because I don't know why, because you know why? Because I was on Moore Park and I was, again, I was hunting around for fucking Doritos and I just, I, in my new car, I'm being super cautious where I don't, I don't turn. I don't want anybody to jump in front of me. I don't turn until everybody's gone. This car instantly made me 75 years old. I just, I two hands on the wheel, at least for now. Anyway, at least until I get it figured out. Uh, so I stopped, I stopped for this dude. And I should tell you, this dude looked like, uh, we used to call them Hessians here in LA, uh, like Hispanic metal fans. So he had, he had hair down to his back, you know, down to his waist, uh, curly black Fu Manchu mustache, camouflage, uh, three quarter pants, like the ones that just go past your knee and cargo pants. Is that what they're called? And a black t-shirt. It's the uniform. I mean, it's, it's the uniform of mosh pits everywhere. It's what you need to gain access into a spinning circle where you slam your body into other people. It's just, that was the, who the dude was. Now, when I was driving, uh, I had my windows open and I was listening to, uh, there's a song by sublime called, uh, the wrong way. If you know that song, uh, the wrong way. And it's, it's a, I don't want you to come after me if you're a ska fan because there are people like sublime isn't ska, whatever. Fuck. I don't know. So I think it's ska. It's toy ska. I guess I would call it. It's like green day is toy punk. You know what I mean? I don't want some misfits fan to try to start a fight with me because I called green day a punk band, whatever the fuck. So this is sublime is training wheel ska. I guess I'd call it, but it still goes, you know, uh, uh want to shoot your dad the wrong way. It's a fucking, you know, the song, what I'm talking about. Uh, I know the words for some reason. I can't pull them. You know why? Cause again, fucking yawning like a dummy. So, uh, I stopped the car to let this guy cross and this Hessian, uh, this is now my favorite person in the world. And one of my favorite things I've ever seen happen ever. Uh, he stops in the, you know, he's in the standing there in the middle of the street and I slow down and I stop and he waves me to go. And I smile at him. And I'm just like, no, nah, it's cool, dude. And um, he kind of looks at me and he gets this face almost like, a, all right, you asked for this. And he proceeds to skank his way across the street. <laughs> if you don't know what skanking is, if you have to Google it, it's the ska dance. You know what I mean? Where the, It's basically you don't, your fists are clenched and you're kind of, here's how I will describe it partially. If you ever saw 16 candles, there's a great scene where uh long duck dong is dancing with Joan Cusack and they're leaning backwards and then leaning forwards. That's always what I think of when I think of ska along with like the specials and shit like that. Um, but it's this weird, you know, they, you bow at the waist, you come back and you tip your waist back and you bow at the waist, but that's if you're just standing in place. But this dude had like a leg movement going to, he like, cause this, he was doing it to the sublime song. You know what I mean? Or, 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 and he just fucking, he did this weird, this dance and he, he did it in a circuitous, like he didn't go right across the street. Like he made a crazy leg walk and a crazy leg fucking bowing at the way. It was beautiful. It was, I just laughed. I sat there fucking laughing. It was so great. Cause like, I don't know if he was trying to, to like make me mad or sad, or if this is just, he was just like, you know what, man, fuck this. I love life. And this is what I'm going to do. Cause he even made a look at me. Like he waved me to go and I said, no, we're good. And he just kind of like 
kind of raised his eyebrows like, all right, buddy. And he just fucking skanked across the street. And by this time, now two cars stopped behind me and they're just like, what the fuck is happening? Because nobody even honked because he just fucking, it was showtime, man. He decided, you know what, I'm going to do And Because it wasn't even like a, he didn't cross two lanes of traffic. He just had to cross one. Uh, but it took him a good 15 seconds. <laughs> the crazy leg, the bowing at the waist, the leaning back, the leaning forward. It was fucking beautiful. And I just, again, like I said, I literally just fucking howled laughing. And uh, and then he got to the end of the, he got across the street finally and then just became a person again. He stops ganking and I just honked the horn. I'm just like, gave him the thumbs up and drove off. Uh, see, because that's, that's the kind of dumb shit that I love. Dumb shit I, I do or used to do a lot. Uh, it was just life being lived. God damn, I loved it. It was so great. So, and again, total Hessian with the fucking black hair down to his waist and the Fu Manchu with the fucking goatee and the e the oh, it was gorgeous. Then the you know the Doc Martens and it was it was beautiful. Uh all right, <laughs> it was pretty great. Uh, I'll tell you this: I did um, stand up. Last week, I was going to tell Lily about this and I fucking spaced when we were talking. Uh, I think I told you guys I was going to be at the Universal Bar and Grill. My brother puts on a show, you know, once a month, maybe. I mean, he's trying to do it once a month. It's whenever he's in town. So I had to pick him up at the airport and uh, he, you know, he was supposed to be in that morning at 11 and then he changed it. He was coming in at three and then he was coming in at five 30. Then he bought a plane ticket to get in at two and whatever the fuck. Um, but again, that didn't help my sleep schedule. So I picked him up and he's like, all right, see you tonight. This is great. Do you have a running order yet? He's like, uh, yeah, I sent it out to the Facebook thing. I said, good. So he split. I look at the Facebook thing. I don't have a running order. I'm not even on the fucking mail chain anymore. I don't know what the fuck happened. I think what I think happened is fucking Zuckerberg, did a thing where you can't send a bunch of emails to like 30 people. And that's, that's how many people are on the fucking mailing list. So he was, I looked at it and I texted him. I said, Hey, I don't, I don't see an email or, you know, here. And I said, but I'm seeing the the poster, the flyer. And if this is the running order, you can feel free to put me later in the show. Cause he had me going up like sixth of 20. <laughs> and that's, that's very kind of him because you know, it's, it's a way to, you want to go up earlier, usually, but having not been doing stand-up regularly, I don't mind going up later because it gives me the feel for the room a little bit and it lets me kind of figure out what I'm going to talk about. And also, um, you know, I get the vibe of the room a little bit so I can deal with, sometimes I'll reference something that has happened already. You know this, I don't have an opening bit. So I just wasn't, I didn't, you know, look, I don't want to go right up. You know what I mean? And especially in this bar, because it's funny, the first show we did there, it was great. There was probably 20 to 25 people. It doesn't sound like a lot, but for a bar show, it's fucking great. There were 20 to 25 people who came to watch comedy. They knew Lenny from the boats. They knew some other comics. It was great. We had a crowd and the room is deep. I should tell you the stage is in the front and then there's, there's the seats and then the bar, you know, right in front, right, you know, uh, in front of the stage. And then the room goes back deep and there's pool tables in the back. So the night we first did it, like I said, everybody was there for comedy. It was sweet. So I didn't do the second one. And Lenny was like, oh, it was fucking terrible. We had a heckler all night. I said, people heckled all night? He goes, no, we had one guy. And he, he, he took it upon himself to heckle everybody. Like that was his deal. He just, he heckled every single comic. And he goes, and, and 
as a here's the thing if you don't know as a comic uh the worst kind of heckler is a guy who just won't shut the fuck up you can bury him i mean you could absolutely throw shovels of dirt on him and build a headstone and fucking leave him for fucking dead in a hole and he just still doesn't stop because he's so dumb and so dead set on fucking with you that he refuses he's not phased by the punches he's just he's just going to keep coming forward you're eviscerating him and he just won't stop it's it is my least favorite and i think probably every comic's least favorite heckler other than a drunk woman. Drunk women are tough for guys. Women can handle, you know, but I mean, a drunk woman, the second, because you can't be like, hey, you bitch or whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? You got to, you have to kid glove it as much as you possibly can. But when a heckler just won't fucking stop. And then he stayed, Lenny said he stayed the whole night. You know, Lenny had fucking, you know, he always puts up like 20 people. And he said the guy was on everybody. Like he wouldn't fucking stop. And Lenny would go up in between comics and go, what are you doing? Like, you know, fucking let, give people a break or whatever. And the guy, and then the next comic come up and the guy would start. So I was kind of glad I didn't make that one because <laughs> to me, and again, this is going to sound dumb, but it's not going to sound dumb. It's true. I told you the, the one thing I have to keep working on, I have a ton of material. I have to get chops. I have to be back on stage in front of crowds and shit like that. And you got to make it uh, your own. You know, you got to learn how to perform again. It's just fucking baby steps. And to get up on a stage and then have a guy heckling you, you know, even if it's just a 10 minute set, you're just like, this is useless, even though that's the lessons I should be learning. But part of me is just like, I don't want to deal with this fucking guy. I know it's ridiculous. Don't make fun of me. So this time, um, bar shows always provide this unique set of circumstances. Uh, or so the first one was a good show. The second one, the heckler third show, I walk in. Uh, and I should tell you the, you know, Lenny never texted me back about putting me later in the order. So I got there about, uh, shows at eight. So I get there at eight o'clock and, uh, someone's on stage already. And I go up to Lenny, I go, Hey, and he goes, Hey, uh, and I go, show started at eight. And he goes, no, it started at seven. I go, Oh fuck, dude. I go, I'm so sorry. I thought the show was at, as at eight o'clock. I go, that's fine. He goes, you're next. I go, wait a minute, didn't you get my text? He goes, what text? I go, I sent you a text so you can you can put me on later in the show, as late as you want. And he goes, yeah, no, it's it's fine. It works out this way. We'll put you up. And I was like, Len, I can't go right now. I go, give me give me a, a couple of guys or something. Uh, he goes, okay, yeah, we'll do that. I'll, I'll go put up Rich. And he put up our friend Rich Brown, who was there. And I should tell you, Rick Overton had already gone up. Jan Karam had already gone up. Because Lenny's getting like names to the show. Jimmy Dore was supposed to do this fucking show, and he wound up not. He no showed it, but um, but Felicia Michaels had confirmed, and Jan Karam, and these names, by the way, they may mean nothing to you. Felicia Michaels used to do a podcast, a podcast with uh, Joey Diaz, uh, and now she books a few shows here in town at the Comedy Store. Um, she's terrific. You know, she's just a really cool person. Jan Karam. Um, comedian actress she was on Seinfeld she played his girlfriend in in one of I think she was the 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 breathing girlfriend I don't know I could be wrong because it's been a million years since I saw it but she had a very memorable part on Seinfeld and now she does stand up all over town still I shouldn't say now she was doing dude she did a fucking HBO young comedian special in fucking 1993 so I mean she's she's been doing stand-up quite a while um Rick Overton is just a fucking improv genius and he was there um Whatever. So Lenny's getting Joe Bartnick was there. You know, the, the, a lot of lot of name guys who who work. So I was like, Len, I get you know, do me a favor, just let me go up in a couple. So he threw up Rich, and then uh, he put up another this guy Joe Restivo, 
there's Joe F- Fest- Joe Restivo and Joe Restiva, possibly. Is that a true thing? I don't know. One of them has a handlebar mustache and was very lovely and nice. And the other one uh, was on stage. I'll say that. Uh, and then there was another guy named Bill and there was a guy named John from Chicago. But then after the, you know, the two Johns went, Lenny's like, you're going to be next. And I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> and he goes, what do you want me to do? He goes, I, I honestly, he goes, there, there aren't anybody. There's nobody else here. They're getting here late. You know, they had other sets in town. And I was like, all right. He goes, you know what? I'll put Keith up and then we'll put you up. So our buddy Keith Dion went up and, uh, he's like, all right, man, you're after Keith. I said, great. And I was, like I said, I was just kind of, <sighs> I'm not scared, but you're just kind of like, oh, I want to do good. You know, I, you know me, I want to be great. I want to go up and do fine. And I want to make, and also these are the things he said, it's a workout room. You know, you're there to do workout material. So it's not like I wasn't going to do, I was going to repeat anything from the last time I was there because I wanted, you know, you want to try and work out new bits. So, um, Keith finishes, Lenny goes up on stage to MC and, uh, He's, you know, he's on, he's on stage and he's like, uh, and his introduction for me was uh, this next guy. I used to wake him up in the morning by punching him in the calves repeatedly until he got out of bed, <laughs> which is a completely true story. And I think I've told it on here. Uh, and he's like, please welcome Mike Schmidt. And I go to the stage and uh, the stage, I should tell you, is uh, it's usually a band stage. So there's a riser and it's um it's about two feet off the ground. You know what I mean? I would say. So you got to step up onto it. There's no stairs. You just got to step up onto the stage. So uh, he's at the microphone. I walk up and I step on the stage and I go to stand up. And folks, let me explain something. Uh, I've worn a size 13 shoe for a long time, but I also sometimes wear a size 14 shoe. Okay. Uh, I just sometimes if I see something that I like and they're out of 13s, I'll buy a 14 because I can either one of them work for me. It's fine. But the issue is, and this has happened before, it happens quite a bit, actually. I don't know if it's the muscle memory in my head or if my body isn't used to the extra clearance. I don't know. But when I'm wearing a size 14, uh, if I'm going upstairs or even downstairs, it's my, if I'm going downstairs, my heel will catch on because I'm not putting my foot forward enough because I'm used to a certain thing. But also if I'm going upstairs, my toe will catch and I've fallen upstairs more than a couple times and you look like a goof and you try not to be carrying anything when it happens. So I have to be cognizant of, of when I'm taking stairs in my brain. I'll be like, what 14 or 13? Like I have to really think of the size of my shoe, which is so fucking dumb. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm a pro bowler at all times. What shoe will I get from the counter? I don't know if pro bowlers rent their shoes, but they should. You know what? Fuck that. I don't give a fuck if you're Pete Webb or whoever the fuck. You should still have to rent the shoes. Be humble. You're not fucking the Michael Jordan of bowling. Rent the goddamn shoes. Uh, so <laughs> I'm sure you see where this is going. Uh, <laughs> I put my left foot up on the stage and I go and I stand up and my right foot catches the lip. Of the, of the stage. And I was already kind of about to settle my weight onto that leg. All right. So my left leg is on the stage and I'm, I stand up and I go to pull my right leg up and I go to put my weight on my, my right leg. But then my foot, the toe of my shoe catches the lip of the stage and I go down and I go down hard uh, I'm lucky there wasn't a monitor by where I fell. 
<laughs> I fall on the stage and I knock over the mic stand. And I mean, and I should tell you, it 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 was straight nine eleven, like just a complete tower collapse. There was no fucking maybes about it. It was that thing where I went up and I uh, I I caught my toe on the fucking stage. And I fell and I whoomp, I hit and I'm, you know, a big dude. I hit the stage and it's like whoomp. And then my momentum carries me to the left and I roll over off the fucking stage and fall two feet to the ground. Just whoomp. And I knock over. There was a table in the front nobody was sitting at, thankfully. And the two stools that are there, I knock the stools over and send the table flying. And it happens quick. You know what I mean? I step up. And he's like, uh, he's like, ah, Mike Schmidt. Yeah. Everybody clap, 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 trip, fall, bam, whap, bounce, tables, fly, chairs go down. And, and I, oh, I, I didn't even tell you this at the scene. Uh, at this show, there was only like five people paying attention to the comedy, five actual paying customers. Then there was a bunch of comedians who were either in the side room or just a little, you know, but he said, comics are going to sit up front and the Lakers, like I said, unique circumstances. The Lakers were playing the Warriors on television. It was a playoff game. And in the back of the room, there was a pool tournament. Not just two people playing pool. There was a good 20 people in the back of the room playing a pool tournament with a fucking sign-up board and a grease pencil and the whole fucking bit. So, you know, the room's already back heavy. Everybody's back there, but it didn't matter because when I hit the stage and then fell down, like I said, it happens quick and you're all scrambled and kind of turned upside down. And I heard, I, but I heard everybody. Oh, oh, cause I mean, I fucking went down dudes and, uh, and I got up and kind of like I did, uh, I don't want to say a karate stance, but I, I got up like, uh, like a hold, you know, almost like you, you spread legged with your hands out, like, ha ha, you know, and, and looked at everybody and they were just like, oh, my God, are you OK? And uh, and I looked and Lenny's like, Jesus Christ, are you all right? And I just kind of wave and you know, blow a kiss, I think. And I walked up on stage. I, there was a because then I go to the side and there's like a something that's halfway up. So I, I did. I took the the one stair or whatever that I didn't fucking see. And uh, I got up on stage and, and just took the microphone and I just went, I go that was fucking crazy. Right. And everybody's like, yes, it was even the, the fucking bar. People are like, what the fuck just happened? The pool tournament, people rushed to the front to see what had happened. Uh, but I go, that was fucking crazy. Right. And they're like, yeah. And then I proceed to tell them about my shoes and, and try to do it as, in a, as funny a way as I possibly can. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a comedian says, and I'm like, I'm unkillable, dude. I, I, you know, I can't die. I go, I'm fine. Uh, and then I, I will say this, uh, you know, I was funny about it, but I also, because you'll, you'll make fun of me here. I didn't want to make the whole thing about that because I was supposed to be working on material. Like I wanted to, there's a couple things I wanted to try. So, I mean, I could have talked about that for 10 minutes probably, but instead I talked about it for just a couple minutes and then pivoted to the, to the stuff I had prepared. And, uh, and that went great, you know, and I'm, I don't know if it was sympathy or what the fuck, but it went well. And, and whatever the jokes were, they, they did good. Um, I will tell you this, like, uh, you know, some of the people in any books they're they've been in the business a really long time and, and they, uh, you know, I, it was, I cringed. Like I, I was in the, when I was listening to them, I was just kind of like, Hey, Jesus, man, you know, that's, they're doing tone deaf bits. You know what I mean? And they're trying to 
because again, I'm I'm old. I'm 55, but I think I'm fairly enlightened. You'll I don't know when you hear me and Lily talking later. Perhaps you won't agree with me because of some of my opinions that came out. Um, but I look at the world differently than I think a normal 55 year old white guy does. In my opinion, perhaps that's incorrect, but that's how I feel. And uh, and and I try to be pragmatic. You know, I try to look at it both sides, whatever the fuck, but I believe what I believe and, you know, don't hurt anybody, try to help people, whatever the fuck. But like these dudes are all kind of, uh, (laughs) they're trying to make sense of the world, the pronouns and the, you know, the transgender situation and things like that. And they're, they're just tone deaf. You know, they're not, they're not making fun, but they're trying to, it's, it's like, they shouldn't even talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, you're just like, dude, look, you're, I don't know what you do, you know, where they work or, but, but, and maybe in clubs, it's a different story because I haven't been in any clubs really, except for Zanies. And at that point, you know, I'm not doing it in my act. So who the fuck cares? But it wasn't, like I said, it's not offensive where you're just like, fuck, but it's just that thing. Where like, why are you, it's artless. Why are you even talking about this? If you don't have a unique point of view, why are you talking about this? You have nothing new to say. You know, it's like a, it's a hack bit with the, you know, you saw Roseanne do it in her fucking special and stuff. My pronouns are fuck you. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever the fuck. All, all those dumb fucking people who make the same fucking joke. And uh, when you see like Jim Brewer out there doing dumb shit or Owen Benjamin, these comics who just, you know, they pander. They're pandering to their fucking right wing dumb audience. And look, if you're right wing, good for you. I'm not trying to start a fucking fight here. Uh, you might think I'm dumb and that's totally fine. Um... But, you know, when when you hear it on stage in the room or you, you hear a guy do uh, do a, a, an Asian person's voice with and pronouncing the R's as L's, you're just like, dude. And look, I say some dumb shit on this podcast. I know that I, I because I'm, I'm sitting here talking about this and you're probably gonna go, hey, remember last week? And I'm like, yeah, I guess so. Maybe. Uh, but be doing it on stage again, artlessly, like if you if you've got a different point of view or if you've got a way to make it. Funny excuses everything. So, but if you're just vomiting out nonsense that doesn't have any unique point of view, then I don't understand why you're doing it. It just seems like, uh, you know, leave it to, and I don't want to say the professionals because these people work and have been working for 35, 40 years. So who the fuck am I? Um, but I will also say this, and again, this is me jerking off and whatever the fuck, um, people laughed like because other guys were getting complete silence or whatever but i was getting laughs not that i shocked them into laughing at me by fucking falling off the world trade center possibly by bouncing myself like a fucking basketball and knocking over all the furniture perhaps uh but i like to think it's also because i uh i had personality like i i i delivered the material with zest <laughs> for lack of a better word. Like I lived it. Like I told, I sold the bits and these other guys were just, they were just talking and I'm like, my God, what are you doing, man? I, I don't, cause look, when you're only t- talking to five people, yeah, it can be rough. There's no doubt, but you have to understand that's, you know, that's the gig. And look, these guys are used to playing 500 seat theaters or whatever on the boat. And, and so I, I, I can't and should not judge. I do. And it's wrong. Um, 
and who am I to fucking talk? I fell off the stage. Like I'm sitting here like these guys, I'll tell you what, their professional approaches were lacking. Meanwhile, I do a fucking human cannonball swan dive off the fucking stage and knock over two stools like bowling pins. Holy fuck. What happened in my rented size 14 shoes? Oh, fuck me, man. I don't know. I, so I, I got no right to say anything about anybody. And also, if you recall the time I did stand up up in fucking Santa Clarita or whatever at the fucking restaurant, I pulled the mic out of the stand and hit myself in the mouth. So I, you know, this getting back into stand up is going to be, it's, it's alarmingly difficult to my health. I, I don't know what the fuck's going to, I need, I need to get fucking my insurance thing straightened up before I get back on stage again, hit myself in the mouth. I'm bleeding while I'm doing stand up. This time I fall, I fall down onto the stage and then fall off the stage to, you know, two feet and knock shit over. I mean, man, oh man, I don't, I'm a danger to myself and others. This whole thing, I, I want to be great. It's like, Hey, you know what? I want to be in one piece. I just want to be alive at the end of stand up sets from this point on. Uh, what a fucking mess, but you know, I mean, I, again, the, the material went well, I was happy. I rolled with it. People were very kind and, uh, it was good. I I was excited. It made me happy. Like I want to, I want to keep doing it. I want to go up more and more and, um, and that's the plan. And I will have to fucking catalog whatever shoe I'm going to wear on stage. So I don't go fucking, you know, stepping on my dick and falling off the fucking thing again. But whatever it went well so i was happy so um that's my career that's my future i'm gonna be the fucking chevy chase of comedy and that's a reference that none of you get because it's eight thousand years old um just constantly falling down on shit maybe it's more jackass i guess you know chevy chase was a plan (laughs) with me it's more fucking rab himself falling into a pile of hedges (laughs) because why not uh just grim grim uh, you guys can get me at Mike at Mike comedy.com. Yeah, I think I already did this all with Lily. Should I do it now? Yeah, what the fuck? Who cares? You guys can get me at Mike at Mike comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at uh, facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You guys can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm also at Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at uh, Mike 40 YOB. You can find me on there. I'm doing the job, doing the do. Uh, all of those places are places where you can contact me and uh, I appreciate you even reaching out or thinking of me in any way, shape or form. Uh, now that I'm driving a possible jalopy and I'm five seconds away from always falling and breaking my jaw, it's great. I'm doing well for myself. Um, <laughs> so follow me at those places. That'd be great. Did you know I'm part of the Misfit Toys Co-op? I am. Let me to get some water. Part of the Misfit Toys Co-op. Never not funny. Doug Loves Movies, The Todd Glass Show, No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Uh, Hey, That's Pointy with Danielle and Christine. Check them all out. They're all good shows. The Mental Illness Happy Hour with my good friend, Paul, my good friend, my good friend, Paul Gilmartin. He and I have been watching hockey lately, and uh, I should throw this out to my Canadian friends. First of all, I'll throw this out to my buddy Ken. That's right. A very specific message. Hey, man, I am sorry. Uh, That's a tough one when your team literally has the best season in the history of the league and then they lose in the first round of the playoffs. That's crushing, uh, and I'm sorry for you. But also, I go the other route. Uh, I was rooting hard for the Maple Leafs, and they are out now. They've lost, which is a drag. So I can now it's now it's down to Edmonton. Like, Edmonton is the team I'm rooting for. I'm going, all right, it's all about Edmonton. Because as you know, the way it works for me with my hierarchy with the Stanley Cup, I root for the Chicago Blackhawks, who, by the way, I don't know if you've heard, um, the Blackhawks won the, the NHL draft lottery. Yeah, they sure did. And the frozen Christ child, 
Hockey Jesus himself, Connor Bedard, will be coming to the Chicago Blackhawks in the draft in a couple of months. And uh, he's a generational talent, and it's really fucking exciting. And all of the other fan bases in the NHL are fucking furious and mad. And it makes me laugh because, you know what? Fuck off. I don't care. And also, I'm going to be dead soon. So let me enjoy some fucking hockey. So give me another good hockey team before I die. Go be mad at the Penguins. They had generational talents fucking forever. Um, so the Hawks have Connor Bedard, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, but then I, so I root for the Blackhawks in the playoffs and because they stunk, they weren't in the playoffs. So then I root for Canada and uh, Winnipeg was eliminated and uh, now Toronto is eliminated and Edmonton <clears throat> remains. They're trailing. However, they trail Vegas three, two. Here's the thing, Matt, we could wind up with the Stanley cup final. That's Las Vegas and Florida. And man, Fuck off. All right. If you have sand anywhere in your city, you should not belong in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I'm sorry. I, I don't, you know, we'll never have to have Phoenix in it because Phoenix blows, but just, and, and I'll tell you this. I like this Florida team. They're entertaining. They're fun. They play their asses off. They beat Boston and did it, you know, they were down 3 1 and came back and won. They were fucking, they're pesky. They swarm, they score. And, and here's the thing, you know, last year, Florida won the President's Trophy. They were the best team in hockey last year. And then they got knocked off in the playoffs. People forget that this year, they because they were the eighth seed coming in this year, and they knocked off the Bruins over this fucking monolith. Um, and now they beat the Leafs, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately, as uh, Heath Ledger would say as the Joker. Um, so now the Leafs are home, so now I got to root for Edmonton. Because if I, you know, cause, and now if Edmonton loses, then I got to root for Seattle. And I and you're like, what the fuck, really? Yeah, I I am because they're fun to watch too. They swarm. They got a bunch of dudes who are just fucking. They know their jobs and they do them. It's great. It's you know, it's kind of like Florida West. Uh, I I don't want Dallas to win. You know, I don't want. And look, Carolina's fine, I suppose. But that's the thing. We're down to Carolina, Florida, Vegas, Edmonton, Dallas, and Seattle. I mean, that doesn't sound like the Stanley Cup at all, right? That sounds like the teams in basketball, <laughs> quite frankly. The cities all had basketball franchises. Uh, so I, I don't want, you know, Dallas and Florida? No. Or, so it, if, it's, if it's Seattle and Florida, yes. Edmonton and Florida right now is what I'm rooting for. Um, but then after that, man, who knows? I mean, it'll just be, it's just, again, if you have a beach, you do not belong in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Go fucking swim. These people live in frozen fucking conditions all year long. Says the man who went to Canada and was in a hundred degree weather, but still, uh, let, and let Canadians have this man. Fuck. It's their sport. Just get out of their fucking way. Florida has to come and steal it or Vegas. These fucking idiot teams. Nobody likes them. Uh, I was rooting for Vegas the first year, you know, when they, cause it would have been a funny story if they would have just been, they would have won the fucking championship. Cause it's even funnier for the Leafs that cause the Leafs haven't won a championship in like 70 years or it's 56 now, I think. Um, so whatever, this is hockey, hockey talk that nobody cares about, but, uh, but yeah, so sorry to Canadian people. Uh, let's all rally behind Edmonton and get a cup up, up North. Let's do it. And Edmonton isn't even a fucking franchise that I enjoy, but they have the, you know, two of the top five players in hockey and the best player in hockey, clearly in Connor McDavid. Uh, and so they're fun to root for. They're also fun to watch. Their power play is lethal. They fucking, they're great. So hopefully they can win the next two games and knock off Vegas and let them stay at home. And then, you know, I'll take an Edmonton Seattle Western conference final, but Seattle trails Dallas three games to two. Now, <laughs> why am I giving you this hockey update? <laughs> fucking crazy. 
<laughs> you know why? Because I fell. I fell and I hit my head. And now I'm I'm forced to give you hockey updates now in this show. This show has gone from just being a you know a regular comedy show about my life to also having a sliver of hockey every week. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a hockey corner. I'm gonna be the new Don Cherry is who I'm gonna be. Uh, I'm done mouthful of cherries this morning. I'm mumbling like a motherfucker, but I will, I will do that from now on. I'll bring you a hockey, uh, because again, the Blackhawks are coming back. It's going to be great. Uh, and I'll just play fucking Chelsea dagger for you guys. Although I will say this, that's been the Hawks goal song all through the, the last like 15 years. And if you don't know, song, it goes, it's a great song. And, uh, it's when they score, that's their goal song. I believe they should retire that song. Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane are gone. Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook and Patrick Sharp and Marion Hosa. That team is gone. That is a fantastic era of Blackhawk hockey. And I think going forward now with the Connor Bedard and Lucas Reichel and uh, fucking Frank Pananza. I don't know. They got a couple of guys and Seth Jones. This should be they should have a new goal song starting next year uh, and let Bedard pick it. And I'm sure he'll pick some fucking sing-songy TikTok song because he's 17 fucking years old, but that's fine with me. Hockey Jesus. I'll, I'll live with your musical tastes. It's totally fine. Um, so yeah, that's been Hockey Corner and we'll get to it next week. I can't wait to bring you more. I actually reached out. I mentioned Joe Bartnick was at Lenny's show. Uh, Joe Bartnick hosts a show called Puck Off and it's him and Frazier, uh, Frazier Thomas. No, Frazier Thomas is in Chicago. Frazier Smith. Frazier Smith is a longtime Los Angeles comedian. And I will tell you this. I did puck off with Joe Bartnick and Joe and, and Frazier Smith seven years ago. I'm going to say 2000. It might even be eight years ago. 2015, 16. I don't even remember. But the show's on all things comedy, I believe. And I, I did a I sat in with them. They, had, they didn't know who I was. I got referred by somebody. So I went and did the show, and afterwards, Joe Bartnick is like, you were fucking great. You know hockey, you're funny. And I'm like, yeah, it was, you know, it's cool. I love doing this. This was really awesome. And here we are eight years later. I've never been asked back. I've never even reached out or tried to go back. Well, that changes. I've reached out to Joe Bartnick to see if I can do puck off. I said, look, uh, I'm hockey knowledgeable. I'm a comic. I'm a Hawks fan. I can talk Bedard. I can talk the draft. I can talk playoffs, whatever. And I said, also, uh, I was on the show, <laughs> and it went well like 30 years ago. And he was like, uh, thanks for reaching out. So who knows? Now, I, I've put my name in the mix. And that's all you can hope for is to be in the mix. In the meantime, though, if you want to hear your hockey talk from me, just pull up a fucking stool and listen to pull up, pull up a Zamboni and listen to my sliver of hockey corner every week here on the 40 year old boy podcast where we delve deep into organizations. You know what I'll do? I'll, I'm going to do this. I'll give you a little playoff update every week, and then also I will go ahead and delve into what well, individual teams will start to look at their outlooks for next year. I'll start to preview the draft. I'm excited about Hockey Corner. Not as excited about the name. Puck Off destroys my name. Hockey Corner is just dumb. We need, uh, you know, we need like, the, I don't want to say the 40-year-old stick. We need something better than that. Uh, Mouthful of Grapes. I don't mind that because uh, Don Cherry's nickname was Grapes. I said Mouthful of Cherries. How about Mouthful of Grapes? I don't know. I'm accepting titles for the uh, segment of Hockey Corner. So please submit them to me whenever you get the chance. Uh, and maybe I can sell a hockey show to the Misfit Toys Co-op. Why not? Get me on there. I'll just have a million shows. Gil Martin and I should, should host a hockey show. And uh, But we, as we talk about being depressed and sad for an hour, and then we mention pucks for the last 10 minutes. Uh, Misfit Toys Co-op. Never Done Funny. Doug Loves Movies. The Todd Glass Show. No Fun with Jen Kirkman. Mental Illness Happy Hour. And, uh, and who's hiding behind that dumpster with Christine and uh, Danielle? 
You know, I'm on Cameo. You can hire me for that. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, if you want to do Hockey Corner on the phone, I'm happy to do it. Give me a team and I'll preview a team. Who out there loves hockey and has $20? <laughs> Use it to book me for a Cameo where I talk about your favorite hockey team in depth. I won't even fuck around. Uh, perhaps I'll even delve into your minor league team in Kamloops. Maybe I'll talk about world juniors. What the fuck do you want, man? Uh, happy to do it. I've been to a bunch of minor league hockey. I went to the, to a Kitchener Rangers game with my friends, Tanya and Mike. Last time I was in Canada, I used to go to the green Bay gamblers games when I was in Wisconsin all the time. That was totally fun. Dina and John had season tickets. They were friends with my ex and they would invite us and they were host families. They would have kids living in their house, like hockey players and stuff. And they would, it was, so we got, they had a suite. We got to use an elevator. It was really nice, man. They were super cool, man. I love those people. You know, it's funny, you know, when you're in a relationship with somebody and then you meet people that you really like, and then of course the relationship ends and, um, you know, everything's on fire and you can't reach out and go, Hey, I kind of liked you guys. Cause you know, everybody gets somebody in the divorce and I had never really established any sort of real friendship with them. It was always a conduit through my ex, but I, I really liked John and Dina. They were super nice people. And, uh, and I hope they're doing well. Says <laughs> I, I don't even know. I'm sure they listen every week. Uh, they play me live. They sit around with the hockey kids and play gin rummy or whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm on cameo book me. Why not? I'll talk about your hockey teams or whatever the fuck you need. It's mother's day in like two days. So go ahead and book me for that. It's under the gun. It'll be one of a, one of the, any number of shitty mother's day gifts that I've read about. I, I keep getting these fucking, I, you know, and this says a lot about me. Uh, salt and straw is like an ice cream joint, which is owned by the rock, which is ridiculous. And then there's a, uh, Jenny's ice cream. Like they keep reaching out and saying stuff like, Hey, it's mom's day. Why don't you buy her this dumb ice cream? And I don't know, man, but also on Twitter, there's all these Twitter has become Hollywood Boulevard in that it's filled with some celebrities on the ground and then mostly t-shirt shops and garbage, uh, and people pretending to be what they're not. So you see these fucking businesses on Twitter and they all sell those. Have you ever seen those shirts that have like a paragraph on them? You know, you'll always be the closest person in my life, but never forget that your father loves you more than anything in the whole world. And I'm the proudest dad and the proudest papa you'll ever see. You know what I mean? Like those big, who the fuck is buying that garbage? And I just recently, all the Mother's Day trinkets, like there's, you know, I saw there was a throw blanket and it said, I'm a mom who loves books. And I, I have to be on, if your kid and like, I don't have any kids, so I don't know. But if my kid got me a throw blanket, and again, if your if your kid's nine, that's a different story. If they're like, "Ooh, mommy might like that," that's fine. Whatever the fuck, and you put it in a closet forever. But if your kid, like, or your fucking husband of all people, gets you that I'm just a mom who loves books throw blanket, just throw everything you own into it and tie it up like a bindle and jump on a hobo train and get out of town. Just fucking leave. Move on because they don't care about you. They haven't thought about the things you love or like the entire time you've been in their life. And that's got to be embarrassing. Like when I was dating people, I would always make it a point. I wanted to know sizes. I wanted to know what they liked. I wanted to know, and I would do it. In a, it wasn't like I'd, you know, I didn't have a fucking clipboard, but I'd, I'd casually ask or I'd say stuff where we'd talk and I'd be like, oh, you like that kind of thing? You know, whatever. So then you knew later. So then you could find something that was totally cool. Uh, and, and, and my, cause my favorite thing about that is then sitting there waiting for them to open it. And realizing that something they told you about eight months ago, you remembered it 
and now it's Christmas and you saw the opportunity to get them something. I fucking love that, dude. That's like the coolest thing in the world where you're sitting there, you're like, oh yeah, no, I can pull this off. I, and you make a mental note of what people like and you fucking, I just, I am, I love it so much. Like, I, all right, I'll tell you this uh, thing because why not? I might've even told you this on the show a million years ago because uh, this was one of my favorite things I ever did. Uh, I was dating my ex. And uh, when I say dating, by the way, we were sneaking around behind our spouse's backs. Not a, I'm not a good person. Uh, certainly not at the time. And uh, But we were kind of, you know, it was becoming a thing. It had gone from texting into whatever the fuck. And uh, she had mentioned, you know, we were talking about going to concerts and stuff. We were kids. And she mentioned a band. And she mentioned she got in trouble once because she went and saw Loverboy. And uh, Loverboy had a shirt, a concert shirt that said, get it up, keep it up on the shirt, on their concert shirt. And she had bought it at the concert and she came home and her parents, she got in trouble from her parents and they made her take it off. They wouldn't let her wear it. They took it away. And she told me that story. It was a cool story. And and then, you know, the next time I was alone, I scoured the internet. I was like, I have to find this fucking shirt. I had just, because it was worth it to me to just see her face. I just, I just wanted to see because they, because then they know. And I know this will sound stupid they should know you love them or you care for them or whatever. But I mean, it was in the fledging, it was the beginning of the relationship. So it wasn't, you know, we weren't, you know, ready to kill one another or love one another just yet. But I wanted to have that shirt. So then when I gave it to her, I could just see her face. So then they knew you're listening. They knew you were going to find something cool. They knew, you know, they knew you cared. You know, I did it once when she, she tried on a dress here in LA. I think I told the story and um, she was telling me about it. And then I took her to the airport and I went right back to the dress shop and I found it and I bought it and I, and I bought her, I bought her a whole outfit. I bought her fucking shoes and fucking stocking, this whole outfit for this one night when we went out. And this is because this is early on before again, murders had happened. Uh, and just giving that to her and just seeing her face, you know what I mean? That's fucking amazing. And you can do it with luck. It doesn't have to be with a person you're dating. You can be with a friend if you hear them say something and then later on you, you fucking see it and you grab it and you give it to them and they're just like, why, what the... How? And in your brain, you're just like, well, I know you like this kind of thing. I There's nothing better than seeing the look on someone's face when they realize that you listen and you care. Oh, fuck, is that beautiful? And it's, you know, it's certainly better when it's a girlfriend or a spouse, but still. Uh, so hire me on Cameo. That's the kind of wisdom I'll dispense to your aunts and uncles and your cousins and whoever the fuck else you want me to talk to. Or again, we'll just talk about hockey. I can go to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan and, and talk about that club all day. Uh, or the Regina, whatever the fucks, uh, they're out there. <laughs> By the way, their jersey, their jersey's a mess because they had to put Regina, whatever the fucks out of. There's not a lot of room on those jerseys for all those letters. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on Cameo. Hire me for that. Uh, you're all very nice. Uh, of course, the Patreon exists. Um, PayPal exists on the website. Upper right-hand corner, there's a little schmitty. Horn boy, click on that if you want. Uh, I feel stupid because you've all just fulfilled a fucking GoFundMe. So why am I sitting here going, I have Patreon? <laughs> fucking idiot. All right. Uh, but you're all very kind, and everybody's been very nice to me and helped me out in in myriad ways. And oh, uh, I should uh, I'll tell you this: I start bartending school in earnest this week. Uh, I have to go back for some of some orientation on Monday, and then take first class Monday. And my my plan is to take classes every day. Uh, for two weeks. And then by the end of it, well, look at me. I'm a sommelier. That's what I'll do. I got to buy a sword. I got to fucking chop a cork off. I can do that. Uh, I don't know. 
regardless, I, uh, hopefully I can make a gin and tonic in fucking four days. We'll see. But um, but that starts in earnest. Uh, and now that I've got the car cleared by mechanic, I can get it cleared by Uber and get back on the road. But the plan is to drive only in the daytime and only a couple of days a week so I can possibly do bartending gigs and then fill in the driving around it. So I'm not spending a ton for gas because uh, the gas station that I used to go to by my house that had the cheap gas is now 535 a gallon. And that's for unleaded. <laughs> uh, just plain like, you know, the 89, not the 91. It's 535 a gallon. Um that was my original go-to gas station. There's another one that I got to drive like four miles to, and I haven't had to go there. So I, it's pro- I'll bet that's probably like four eighty-nine because it's usually, you know, fifty cents to eighty cents cheaper. So, which is fine with me because again, that's you know, you got a sixteen-gallon tank, you save fucking eight bucks. Um, but the point is, I don't want to be out driving. I mean, I, I, I don't want anybody to throw up in my new car. I don't want this fucking shit to happen. So. You know, get a gig and then drive around it a little bit and then start doing stand up more and get to the gym. And oh, look at me. Look at you. I got a list. I got plans. Uh, Do you know I have channels as well? And you're like, what was when you wanted your plan to be back on Twitch? It was. But I with the trying to figure whatever you don't give a fuck. Twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Those exist. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, I'm out there. In the world, those are two television stations that I own that I do nothing with. I could at least put the national anthem on there to sign off. Who the fuck knows? Uh, but YouTube.com. See, here's the thing. Go follow both channels, please, because then it's like, then I have numbers at least, and then eventually there'll be content to match those numbers. What a failure. All right. Twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Uh, go check those channels out and follow them if you would. Uh, and let's talk about our friend, David Hernandez. He has got his phlegm cat podcast out there. The phlegm cat podcast out there for you to check out and enjoy, please. It's uh, it's to be loved, to be loved, to be loved, to be loved. Please check it out. Uh, he does amazing things. He sings, he does voices, he does characters. I'm sure he talks about golf a lot these days. Um, go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and you can be his pal and friend and, uh, and then subscribe to the podcast wherever the finer podcasts are found. Uh, and speaking of that folks, speaking of these podcasts, well, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about our great friend, fearful Jesuit over at paranoid strain headquarters, because, uh, as I mentioned last week and the week before the man has done, uh, yo- well, not the week before, I guess I put out two shows last week. Look at me doing fucking you know, i was just about to say he's doing yeoman's work i'm doing yeoman's work putting out two shows what the fuck and yes i know it's saturday it's a weekend show now but you know what what are you doing besides what do you listen to baseball on a transistor radio just put grab your fucking ipod vaginas and go mow the lawn ride a lawnmower while you're listening to this fucking show here you go it's saturday in the park with mike saturday in the park i've gotta listen to the 40 year old boy no wait it's too many syllables. Saturday in the park, listening to the 40-year-old boy. Still one more syllable. Hmm. People laughing, people laughing. Hey, those people are laughing. <laughs> and talking about pucks. All right. Uh, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, Act 5 of the Paranoid Strain uh, upon a red horse is the name of the entire suite. It is almost five hours of podcasting, five goddamn hours of brilliant fucking podcasting. Go check it out. 
Um, if you haven't downloaded it, you should. If you've downloaded it and you haven't listened, you absolutely should. It is, uh, it's a monumental podcasting achievement. It's songs, it's music, it's narrative, it's, uh, it's voice acting. It's incredible. It's crazy stuff. Uh, Act 5 is out now. Uh, I will tell you, it starts with another great instrumental piece. I don't know. I will tell you this because he sent me when he sent acts one and two, he gave me a song listing, uh, but the songs are listed at the paranoid strain Facebook page. So you'll be able to see them. Uh, but the, the, the great instrumental piece that opens act five is incredible. And then uh, we also, we were visited by some old friends. I know you're wondering who that might be. Well, it's the chads, but I will tell you, the chads are now shads. And that's all I'll say. I won't, I won't put any context on that whatsoever. Uh, but if you listen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's good to see Squonky and Fergie and Zona and Moisty or Moisty and Fergie and Zona and Squonky or uh, Fergie, the Squonk, Zona and Moisty, whatever, whatever you want to call these fellas, along with our great friend, Fearful Jesuit. It's the whole band together. Uh, and at the end of act five, he gives a, a real reading of the credits. So you hear all the voice actors names. You hear all of the band members names. You hear who wrote what. Uh, there's a fucking gatefold album you can print out. It's all available on SoundCloud. It's fucking, this is fucking real work. I mean, it's like, you know, again, I'm sitting here firing off fucking, you know, verbs into a, into a microphone at top speed, but that's nothing compared to what this guy did. He sat down, he's got, there's meter and timber. It's all over the fucking place. <laughs> Go ahead and check it out. Uh, I will tell you this though. I, uh, the word Svengali makes an appearance in this podcast, and uh, it's used with a particularly eccentric pronunciation that I didn't care for. Now, I'm not being critical of the show, but what the, and this actor's choice is wonderful. But he said he said like Svengali. Uh, it was like a verbal leer. Okay, it felt like a. It felt like a ghost tongue in my ear, if that makes any sense. It felt like somebody licked my ear like weirdly from the from the grave. It was uh, just a I didn't care for the pronunciation of Svengali. Um, I mean, it's, again, fantastic work. Amazing. And I'm not picking nits here, uh, but I will say when the guy said Svengali, I got a shiver. I was like, I I didn't uh, just the way the way he fucking hit it. It was pretty crazy. Uh, again, a verbal leer was the way I would describe it. But it just and then I, I had, you know, ghost spit in my ear, which nobody likes. Uh, but this particular act deals with the demise of MJF. I don't think I'm giving away anything here. I don't want to go ahead and spoil. But if you've listened to the first four acts, and you may have already listened to Act 5 already because it's it's been out and it's being enjoyed by people all over the planet. Um, there are historical landmarks along the way in this show. You get uh, We get a little Oklahoma City. We get a little 9-11. We get... Uh, you know, Osama's involved and, and and you know whatever you'll hear it. I don't want to give too many things away again about, again about the narrative. Um, I will say that the soundtrack or the instrumental that accompanies the MJF Swan Song is ridiculously great. It is this uh, fever dream track that plays underneath a you know essentially a person falling apart, and and it's so good. I mean, it's just really good stuff. And I, I will say this, you know, the, I know one of the songs was called 68 Black Camaro. I was trying to pick names out, but, but I had a better time this time without, without picking out names. Cause again, I didn't have them on a list, but, um, I would say this multiple songs in, in the first four acts, they're all over the place. You know, the songs are, are great, 
but they, and they have different genres. You know what I mean? Like I mentioned a song that sounded like Chicago. I mentioned a song that sounded like the dead milkman and stuff like that. Cause the, their influences are all over the place. All these guys, the, the, you know, squonky and Fergie and Zona E and Moisty. And, and of course, Jesuit E they all, they all have different, um, influences and they bring them all to the table. But in act five, I found for my own money and I didn't pay because the damn thing's free. Go get it right now, wherever your best podcasts are delivered. Uh, I would say that multiple songs felt like they were all part of a suite and they, it felt like a rubber soul feel these songs. There's like five songs in a row that the vocal approach and the instrumentals, it's, it sounded very rubber soul to me. And in my first mind, I was like, is this like a revolver or rubber soul? And the, as more songs played, I was like, this is rubber soul. It, it, it's what it sounded like to me. So uh, just unbelievable tip top work from fearful Jesuit and all of his, his compadres, uh, the paranoid strain orchestra fucking working their asses off. And the guy who mixed it all and put it all together and just, I just, I can't even imagine. And now he says they might be playing live. So I'll tell you that if, if they may be scheduling some live dates in the Bay area, you might want to go check that out. Uh, I, it's funny to me now because fearful Jesuit, the, unless he's going to perform in costume, you're going to know who he is because he's been using a pseudonym on the show. Um, but you know what, when you do great work, you kind of want to step forward and get credited for it. So I don't blame him. Um, if you haven't downloaded it, download it now. The Paranoid Strain Podcast. Uh, go ahead and subscribe and get Acts 1 through 5 of Upon a Red Horse. And it is there and it is amazing. And it is uh, work that, like I said, I I couldn't do. David could do it because David is David is extremely talented and measured and disciplined. Hold on, there's a phone going off. Do you hear it? Hold on, let's hear it. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it. It's through the wall. Um Lou's getting a phone call from somebody about gin or wine. Hey, can we have a conversation about fucking liqueurs? <laughs> Let's talk about Chambord. Uh, Chambord sounds great. I want to drink the fuck out of Chambord. I think I may have mentioned that on the show already. So there you go. So we get the paranoid strain. Uh, it's an amazing thing. And I will tell you this, uh, you know, the voice acting is is really just, it's it's all so good. Just go ahead and check it out. And he, so when you hear the show at the end, he will credit a bunch of people. And I will I will say this for no other reason, all right, than to than to get you to possibly listen if you haven't listened yet. Uh, I do a voice in Act Five, and and I don't you know I'm not I'm not believe me I'm no fucking high point. Uh, I'm just an ensemble player like everybody else. And I was honored to be asked. And then when then when you hear it unfolding and stuff, you're like, Jesus Christ, why is my voice even in this? He's got so many fucking talented people around him. Uh, it was kind of him to ask me to be involved, and it made me very happy. So uh, go ahead and check it out. The Paranoid Strain podcast is terrific. And then get all five acts of Upon a Red Horse. Uh, I believe it is. It, is it Upon a Red Horse or On a Red Horse? Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm fucking it up. Just do the last five things. <laughs> Download them and listen. They're amazing. Go to SoundCloud. Cloud. You can also get the album, the liner notes. and all, It's brilliant. So go ahead and check out the whole package. It's terrific. And uh, yeah, now there's going to be some fucking commercial for zebra meat. And then we're going to have a fucking chunk of me and Lily talking about stuff. Uh, and I will try desperately not to fall off my fucking chair as I bring you the rest of this show. Uh, all right. Thanks. Hey, what's happening? I'm Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy <laughs> podcast. God, I got Ooh. stuck. That's weird. That doesn't happen often.
Uh, hi, how are you guys? Uh, I'm on a Zoom with my friend Lily. Hi, Lily, how are you? Hi. Wonderful. Well, that didn't really answer my question. How are you? You said hi. Well, it is. That is that is a loaded question with my health. So hi. I emailed I'm you here. a script. You're supposed to answer the question. God damn it. I didn't it was get right the there. script. I'm sorry. What I didn't read the, the notes. hell? Uh, perhaps I didn't send it. Perhaps I didn't write it. That could I be the case. I, look, I won't lie. I may have gotten ahead of myself and thought I wrote a script, and it turns <laughs> out I did not. I sometimes I make that leap, and it's foolish. Uh, oftentimes, because you know, I, you know, the show. Everybody knows the show is highly scripted. It's absolutely uh, to the uh, to the final. Uh, although I don't do that. When do I do that a lot? Uh, does that happen a lot in the show? Uh, it you know what? When I do uh, all night by Kiss, oftentimes I'll cover that on here, and then we're scripted right there, so I can do the uh, uh, with our friend Paul Stanley, uh, whom I love and adore. And I people were I did receive some email last week. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, people are nice, and uh, there there were some uh, look. <laughs> I, you weren't here for this last week. I, I must tell you, you we, we did our segment and then I did another segment because uh, I have uh, I have homework that I have to do and you don't want to be around for that. And I don't fucking blame it, you. It wasn't that I don't want to. It's that when we start later in the day, I don't always have enough time and my health sometimes no, no, no. doesn't let me. I, I always want to be here. Well, I wasn't presuming that what I mean, what I meant to say is it was you didn't need to be here for it. How about yeah. that? Because it's uh, it's me going over Jesuits shows, so I and I have to break it down in a way, um, which uh, I'll just mention it now. If you haven't downloaded Paranoid uh, Strain with our great friend Fearful Jesuit and his brace yourselves, <laughs> four and a half hour rock opera about a mix, mythical character, I, I can't even explain. Like because it's it sounds so outlandish to even say it out loud. Uh, he wrote a five hour rock opera suite about a guy that he made up it's not even about a real guy like it's like it's he he based it on the life of another guy and then he wrote five like you know what he could do what he should do quite frankly how he should write five hours on the real guy he should just that should be his deal from now on he picks a guy and then makes a fictional version of that guy and writes a rock opera about him and then goes you know what i don't think the story's been told and then finds another guy at the same guy and writes the rock opera about the real fucking guy so then he got a 10-hour rock opera about a guy and his alter ego by a guy who is his own alter ego on his own fucking podcast. Because uh, uh, Fearful Jesuit, I'm, I'm going to let you in on the secret here. Brace yourselves. Not his real name. Shocking, what? I know. Yeah, right? Uh, it's a pseudonym or a nom de plume. I don't know if either of those apply. It's a, both of the same, right? Isn't nom de plume a pseudonym? I think it is. I believe it is. I have I no thesaurus. it's the pseudonym for pseudonym. It might be. It might be the nom de plume for pseudonym. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. So anyway, so there you go. So was, you didn't have to be here for that because then, oh, because you haven't heard the rock opera and then you would have to sit here fawningly as I described a rock opera to you and you'd just be like, I look, I get enough of your bullshit anyway. I don't need to sit here and listen to your fucking rock opera nonsense, but blame Jesuits, not me. It's him. It's his fault. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so also last week we put out five and a half hours ourselves of podcasts. <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> So I got nothing for you this week. I am on fucking fumes. I'm not going to lie to you. So uh, I'm I'm very lucky to have Lily here because she's going to go ahead and 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 fucking flint some rocks and try to throw some sparks on the fire that could be this podcast and get me talking about shit for Christ's sake because I got a whole lot of zero. Oh wait, there's people. Hold on, sorry. Uh, what the fuck? I'm sorry. There's there's people looking uh, in your window. No, no, no. My manager is taking people to the courtyard. And they're going up the stairs. That's why I can see them. I couldn't oh. see them if they were in the. All right, there's 
wait, there's two women, two guys, uh-huh. and a dog, like a like a fucking big. It's not a German Shepherd. Might be. Is that is that Scooby in the gang? Hold on a second. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> it's fucking two dudes, two chicks, and a dog. And they're there. Is my is my building about to become the headquarters for the mystery machine? It just might. Holy shit! That, that it's going to be a great summer over here, baby. Uh, I got to warn old man Patterson because these meddling kids are moving to my building. What are they doing here? Oh my! Oh, and she's kind of ooh. How you doing, Lady Fonzie? She got a leather coat on. Lady Fonzie. She looks like a Lady Fonzie. She's got a leather. She, oh no! And she's got a. Uh, here they come down the stairs. Hold on. There's that dude in shorts. He doesn't belong with that chick. Leave her alone. I don't know What's if he's with her. He might not be with her. There's the one of the girls is in uh she's got dirty dishwater blonde hair and uh and a leather jacket. Oh, and she, you know what she's doing? And I you guys will make fun of me. I've talked about this before. Uh you know what I find attractive in a lady is uh I like the taste of liquor uh on a on a like on a woman's lips or on her tongue when you uh when you wind up kissing this person. Uh <laughs> I for some reason I find it extremely sexy. Uh, now I will tell you if she's imbibed all day and it tastes like vomit, then I'm I'm not on board with that. Uh, and I don't want some, you know. And also, like I've kissed sloppy drunk chicks, so you get spit all over your fucking face and all that stuff. I've done all that stuff. That's happened in the past by year one. <laughs> um, You're what? a secondhand drinker. <laughs> I am. That's it. I I am. I that's how I like it. I like the I like the the breath, the fumes. I like the taste of it. When a when a woman has wine or a beer and then you kiss her afterwards, I I there's a whole there's not a whole lot sexier than that. I I know it sounds weird, but for me that that does it. Oh boy, that <laughs> weird pulls as the fuck. that pulls the old ripcord and mows the lawn. I don't know if it's uh, and I'm sure someone out there is gonna be like, well, you know, that's because of your dad. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That would be me. <laughs> Put your fucking pen and pad away. I'm not laying on your couch. Fuck off. That is you kissing your dad. Oh, your oh no, that's unfortunate. Uh, I t- you know, don't make me report you to Scooby and the gang. He'll come right over to your house to take care of business. But, uh, but I, so I can't tell you if this woman's mouth tastes like uh, liquor. I'm sure it doesn't. But she's doing another thing that I, for some reason, find sexy. The jacket is like one of those small it's not a bolero jacket, but it's a it's a leather jacket. It's a short leather jacket. But and it looks like you couldn't. It looks like I mean she could zip it because she's totally thin, but you would never zip it in a million years. But also the sleeves are short, so you can see like the baubles and stuff on her wrist. So like you're getting a you're getting exposed wrist, and she's also she's carrying like a coffee. Are you like, like a, a weird a vampire? No, man, I, I there's Exposed just shit that's, wrists and liquor on their lips. And there's stuff next? that's fucking, you know, I maybe there's a good chance. Perhaps I am a Dr. Alucard. You have no idea. Um, but yeah, but I, I find that sexy when like a woman is, it's, it's very, uh, professional. It's very, you know, she's carrying a coffee around in her hand. I know that sounds weird. I don't know. There's so, certain things that you'll see and you're like, that's kind of sexy. <laughs> Like now, like if a chick had a fucking cigarette in her mouth, then I'm out. I mean, I, all right, that's not going to work. But, <laughs> but, but a woman just like, again, I can just see that she's like, if she was wearing a fucking pencil skirt and carrying a coffee around, holy fuck it. Forget it. This podcast's over. Cause I go running outside and going, hi, do you want to live in my house? That is a um, five-year-old's idea of a grown woman. She well, has coffee. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? guess who you're talking to. <laughs> Literally year 14. You don't know by now what the fuck is going on. You were gone for two of them. Did you forget? Uh, yeah, so, so she's, but she's got, 
She's got, like I said, dirty dish, blonde, like black roots kind of, and, and but blondish on top. Wow, it could be Lita Ford. Maybe Lita Ford is moving into my building. Leather jacket and fucking black roots. I don't know. Uh, I'm a fan, but they're looking at... Uh, oh, I should... But she has at least two men with her, another woman and a dog. And a dog, and a dog. <laughs> it's a leashed dog, but it is it is a big dog. It's a, It looks like, you know what it is? It's a Great Dane. That's what those dogs are. Because a German Shepherd has a sleek face. Yeah. This has more of a like a, a whatever face. So yeah, this is a great Dane. I don't even know what Scooby was. What was Scooby? Um, a cartoon. <laughs> truly, but at the same time, he had to be based on something. They didn't I just draw know. a fucking weird dog. Um, Do I even to, let you go so you can go hang out with the neighbor to be? I kind of well, well, no. I just want to <laughs> go. Literally, I want to go vouch for them. I want to throw a word in as a, as a veteran of this building. I want to go. You know, I I really think these people should take the thing, but I can't imagine what apartment would hold. Four people and a dog. But maybe uh, it's a couple and their friends coming looking with them. Maybe, maybe. they're going to buy the building. The four of oh, them. Don't say that. That's not good at all. That's not good at all. That will be terrible because then they'll, because um, I have a friend who's currently in a situation like that where he's in a building and uh, they're trying to get him out. They're they're offering him $10,000 oh, and no, telling him to go. They're, they're offering him, we won't fix your water. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they're offering him. Like literally he's, it's down by Wilshire. Where they're, oh, putting yeah. in the, where they're putting the train in. So they want this building and they, they want everybody out. They want to convert it, but it's rent control. Like he doesn't have to go anywhere. He is literally, this is my friend. He got here. I think he moved here a year after me. He's in three digits, his rent. Still, that's great. Isn't that fucking insane? insane. And I mean, cause I thought I had an amazing deal and his is like in three digits. And, uh, and so now they're, but they're not like they, he has had cold water for like a week. And they go, oh, yeah, we'll get somebody. We'll figure it out. Like, they're doing that thing where they won't fix stuff. <clears throat> he and, and the other like, renters have to get together. Yeah, they're probably going to have to. Yeah. And then, but, but but let me tell you something. Is there anything worse than the sentence, he and the other renters are going to have to get together? I don't want to, because you know what, because part of me thinks, well, it'll be like uh, Fist, where they're walking down the street holding fucking axe handles. But then also part of me thinks it'll be like the meeting where fucking Pee Wee Herman had the full scale version of the mall and fucking amazing Larry had nothing to contribute. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to get together with the freaks who live in your building to for a cause. That's fucking grim. Nobody wants that shit to happen. Sadly, it'll all end with him being offered $30,000 to move. That's uh, yeah. that's what the final offer will be because but, it's, it's your rent times X to get yes. you to go. And that's, yeah. And that's, but I'll be honest with you, like, that's fine. You know what I mean? If, if whatever not, the deal not is. Not really, because $30,000 is not a month, it's not a year's not down worth here. of rent here. No doubt. But but I'm just saying yeah. that that's but the yeah. end game. But yeah. the thing is, they will f- try to freeze him out of the fucking building until he takes it. That's the thing that sucks. You know what I mean? The, yeah. If they I just do. came to him and said, look, man, we've got this offer and we need you to go. Um, and then, I mean, I understand that it's gonna, he can just say no, because that's fucking California law. But then they're not going to, you know, then they're going to Michael Keaton your ass and they're going to Pacific Heights some roaches into your fucking house. And who knows what the fuck's going to happen? God damn it. See, that's the that's the problem. That Matthew Modine is too much of a pussy to do anything about it. And that dude is fucking like super big. Like he's a tall dude. One time he was bragging about his cock. I'm like, hey, Matthew Modine. All right. Throttle down. We don't. You're an actor already. Nobody needs about your hog. I, I'm not interested in the Matthew Modine hog, clearly. Um, But he he. One time he was telling a reporter or something. I don't even know how it came up, but he was something like he was look at me. He was look at my hands. Everything is everything is size appropriate. Believe me or something. It was it was like the thing fuckhead said at the debate. Believe me, uh, Trump. I don't like. I, you know, it's oh, funny. This sounds it's a good dumb. Trump day. Yeah, <laughs> is it though? I I hope so. 
Uh, by the way, when we're recording this, literally just a half hour ago, just before we wound up opening yeah. up the microphones, uh, our good friend, our uh, the honorable former president of the United States, uh, <laughs> Donald John Trump, uh, was found guilty. I, I, no, no, all right, let's talk about no. I don't think he was found guilty of anything. He lost a civil suit, right? He lost a civil suit and yeah, so she won. Yeah, so he's but he's not going in the clank. There's no jail. No, there's no this. criminal. There's no criminal. He was not found guilty or innocent. He was found liable. Yeah. For sexual assault and defamation of character. Um, and sexual you can't battery. Spell, Excuse me. You, sexual battery. You, you can't spell liable without labia. So obviously, clearly, <laughs> this is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Jesus. Um, <laughs> see, I should be at the New York Times writing these headlines. I should be fucking doing this. That would let people understand it more. They'd be like, liable. I don't even know what that means. Oh, here's what it means. Move a couple of letters around. Oh, oh, oh I get it. Uh, Five million. Yeah. Five fucking million. Yeah. It means he he fucking, he just blasted his presidential seal right into her hair in a fucking dressing room somewhere. Well, I, I, and, I uh, don't really like rape described that way, but okay. Look, I, I don't know how you want me to describe it. I'm trying to jazz up this headline so people will buy the paper. We, we don't need you to jazz up rape. This, we right? we do. We need, no, because you come at people with something like... It doesn't like, need PR. There's enough of it out there. Well, I'll be honest with you. If there's a story uh, that says the former <laughs> president of the United States sexually assaulted a woman, usually it doesn't need jazzing up. Usually <laughs> yeah. that grabs the public and doesn't let them go. Unfortunately, I don't know if you've seen the public lately. They ho hum the shit out of everything. So we gotta jet up. We gotta you know, he he pulled out his his uh you know presidential fucking seal and fucking blasted it in her hair. There you go, done. No Well she he won though, we can all say time. That. He wasn't even president at the time. He was you, just a creepy old dude at that point. You say that, but I guarantee you in his brain, he was president at the time. He was like, hey, I'm the president <laughs> of this place. Everywhere he walked into, he thought he was the president. He just yeah. finally got one election to finally confirm it. But everywhere he fucking went, he thought he was. Because, again, he's we know we've talked about it before. He's yeah. just a fucking the empty suit of your dreams. And I mean, I just don't <laughs> fucking understand it. He just he's. But I will say this. It is going to it is going to. Like you said, it's being spun and, and described in all these different ways. Mm -hmm. And I, if that is it, people, I love the people who are this, all right, these are the people I enjoy. People are like, ha ha, finally, take that, sir. You're finally taught a lesson and shown the what real justice is like. And then there's another segment of people who are like, let's keep loading our guns because obviously we're going to need them. If, they're, if they can come after him, they can come after us. Like it's just, it's activated this whole new sleeper cell of jagoffs. <laughs> and it's just gonna turn into a fucking that is, that is perfect. A it's true. It's just gonna turn into a fucking rangamadang. All all of them. Because oh. again, we just saw again in Texas this fucking and oh, you talk about yeah. spinning shit, man. Fucking in Texas, terrible thing happened in Texas. We know this. You guys know this. There was a massive shooting in Texas. And uh, by the way, I. <laughs> I keep seeing video like I saw the video of the shootings like I saw all of that I saw the the yeah. the kind of the the washed version which was just him shooting in the parking lot and then I saw the unfortunate versions which is other people who filmed and terrible things are there and then I saw did you see the guy in the SUV who drove his fucking car into 20 people at a bus stop no what the Jesus fuck God. man and and then they're trying to get him to say like because it because it was people it was migrants, I guess. 
So like they're wondering if he did that on purpose, like he drove into him. But then also he's Hispanic and he's also just a notorious drunk. So he may have just been fucking loaded and he drove into people and no one knows. But it but the point is it it doesn't matter because you could prove anything. You could say he could literally have a recording going, look at those people at the bus stop. I can't wait to run them over and send them back to their country. Like he could say something, anything stupid yeah. like that. And uh you know, oh my god, Mexican roadkill, let's go. I mean, he could have said any of those things, and people would still say, Well, he didn't no, no, you don't understand what he meant. You don't understand what was said. Because, again, people are spinning the fucking Texas shooter. The fucking Texas shooter. I, I saw a video of him dead on the ground. Like, literally with the AR-15 next to him and blood coming out of his head. And I saw the patch on his vest. And I went, oh, that's not good. Uh, because he had an RWDS patch, uh, which stands for right-wing death squad. And I was like, because again, then they really, his name is like Garcia or Lopez or Marquez mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck. And everybody's like, oh, well, he's a Hispanic guy. I mean, obviously this wasn't anything to do with that. And then someone finds his online profile. And this is, it's it sounds, look, this is the kind of shit that someone would put in a movie to make the most comically ridiculous enemy bad guy in the mm-hmm. world. His avatar on this, because they found his manifesto, they had to find it on some Russian news site or something. And his avatar is a smiley face Hitler. It's one of the, the yellow smiley face, but with the Hitler mustache and the Hitler haircut. Fabulous. And I, when I saw it, I was like, this can't be real. Like I, I, in my brain, I'm like, there's no way this is fucking real. There's just, it just can't be. But then they found a ton of other shit that he wrote where like he had a, a meme of Latino kids to go to the left would be act black to go to the right would be join white supremacists. And he wrote, I'll take my chances with the white supremacists. And then he had the, they had a picture of his vest and then he had recon photos of the mall from like a month ago. Then he had, he had a fucking SS tattoo on his arm and a swastika above his heart, like a big fucking swastika. And I'm just like, and so I'm looking at that shit, right? And I'm, and, uh, look, I don't want to say that I'm a biased gentleman, (laughs) but when I see this evidence in Toto, I form an opinion of this guy. I decide, you know what? It seems to me, seems to me that perhaps this guy is a right-leaning gentleman. Perhaps, Perhaps this guy has found some path toward Nazism in his life and thought it was a cure and it taught him to hate and other people and all of these other things, and maybe that's why. Well, well, but here's, I don't know if you've heard, did you hear the, the some of the spins that I'm hearing? No. Uh, first of all, all of this online stuff they found, PSYOPs, created by the government after the fact. It's too neat. It's too pat. Can you explain why it wasn't on Facebook or Twitter? they had to find it on some Russian news server because it was planted there by the U.S. government to make him look bad. And so they, they've explained that they always spin this shit with that, but then they, they never get, they get right to the brink and they never deal with the swastika and the SS. You know what I mean? They're like, they're, they're, they, they, what they'll say about it is they'll say, well, you know, the, the U.S. government brainwashed him that that would be the best way to get attention. Like they, the fucking the pretzels they twist themselves in to defend these fucking guys. And it's just fucking embarrassing. We talked last week about how Nazis are, they used to be just the, it was bad. You were bad. Bad, Nazis were bad guys. The end. But now they find every circuitous fucking finger pointing bullshit, somersault, look over here. Oh my God, a flash grenade. Oh, is that really a swastika or is it really four sevens? Did he just like the number seven? It's lucky. You know what I mean? Well, that's, that's you know that's right from a Lenny Bruce bit. I'm not gonna fucking cop to it. Oh fuck! He has a, Lenny Bruce bit has a an entertainment agent making Hitler over. Uh, I love your symbol. I love it. The four sevens. It's great. And uh, 
Yeah, and, uh. and his name's Schickel Gruber, and they're like, no, we got to change it. And uh, he goes, what about, uh, you, you got to hit some people with it. You got to hit, some, like Hitler, oh my God. He goes, it's perfect. Uh, five and six for the marquee. It's a fucking great bit. It's uh. so great. Cause, uh, and I, I love it so much. But anyway, so that's, yeah, they they find ways to just to explain away all of this garbage. And so they'll find a way that, and I'm talking about nothing and I don't really have opinions. Because again, you can't really have an opinion on this. Your opinion is either Nazis are bad and fuck this guy and I'm glad he's dead. Or, but you don't understand the thing he went through. You know what I mean? Everybody's got some, they put on their fucking graduation hat with a pointer and they've got a fucking, like the thing from, uh, you know, it's always sunny with the strings on the pins and they're explaining the conspiracy theory behind why this guy was this way. It's like, maybe just because he's been told to hate black people his whole fucking life. Maybe that's why. And and what the fuck, man? I, I would, yeah. You don't need to bend yourself over and shove your own head up your own ass to fucking explain this shit. Although I guess it helps. That's, you know, that's, that's the view you want go ahead and take it because if that's if that's what you do then everything you see is going to be shit anyway so what the fuck yeah we started so early i haven't seen what all of the uh trump apologists have been saying i look forward to seeing what lindsey graham and and uh the rest of them come out and say about this conviction or this uh not conviction but this uh uh i will tell you this the one that i saw because i haven't seen any of that either the individual people but the one that i saw is Fox News, and in their in their reporting, because it's not nighttime yet, so we're not into the opinion shows. Yeah. But on the news show, they were talking to somebody about it, and he said, "Well, he goes, this doesn't seem like something that was just uh, tossed off. This seems like something that they carefully considered, and then they came to a resolution based on yeah. the evidence involved. So it's going to be very difficult for the ex president to blah 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 blah. And so they dealt with it like." It was real. But how the RNC doesn't at this point simply say, we will not back you, period. I do not understand. Let him go start his own party if he wants to start his own party. But the RNC is now complicit in everything. And it's. Well, I, you know, CNN. Gay politics. CNN is giving him a, they're giving him a town hall. I saw and I, it's appalling. It's what was ridiculous even before this. But part of me is like, I. Part of me doesn't want them to cancel it now. Now I'm like, all right, well, then literally spend the entire town hall. Ask him about his rape. You know what I mean? If you're going to do this. But I know they won't because they don't because they. They want to appear fair and impartial, but you can't be fair and impartial when someone is eating your face. But I also don't think, you know, that's the part that drives me crazy. Yeah, we've we've talked about it before. I mean, and, and but also. So I don't think CNN is that invested in appearing fair and impartial anymore. Well, they aren't anymore. They got sold and they don't give a fuck at all anymore. Well, they want ratings. Everybody wants ratings. Everybody wants ratings. And and, and also, quite frankly, you know, everybody should be fair and impartial. Nobody is. I mean, even MSNBC can pretend that they are. Nobody is. They They all plant their flag and do their thing. There are people you can take chunks of news from and go okay i get that i get this i understand that there will always be bias but they have full-on prejudice and there's a difference well fox is full-on prejudice cnn i don't think they have cnn is getting there cnn is converting completely over to right wing it is slowly happening they're just ruthless for ratings they they, the way it looks to me now it's just this naked ratings grab and once they land that then they can start kind of converting to whatever they want to be i don't even fuck and you know what this is why I wound up, you know, I subscribed to the Washington Post. I subscribed to the LA Times. I subscribed to the New York Times. So I, I'll read those. And I and I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not. I, I've been talking about my friends with it, about comedy. 
Like, I think not reading the newspapers hurt me as a comic, you know, because I'm, I'm talking about getting back into being a comedian, whatever the fuck. And Twitter has essentially become my news source. And when I say that, I don't mean the people saying things. I mean, like links to publications. Like I'll you see aggregate something, your I'll news go, that way. It was a exactly. news aggregator and it was wonderful for that for a while. Absolutely. And that's where I would wind up getting stuff. But I mean, in the old days, I would read four newspapers a day. And sometimes I would find a story on page A11 or sometimes a story on page C3 that you don't normally see. And I, it would lead me, it would spur me to want to write about it. It would make me write bits or make me write jokes. And I don't do that anymore. And I mean, and again, I've granted, I've kind of gotten away from talking about topical stuff because as the last 10 minutes will tell you, I apparently don't have a voice for it anymore. It's a lot of fucking, you know, hey, yes. <laughs> I just sounded because I'm so, I'm so exhausted by everything that goes on because I don't think yeah. anyone like even today, this dude has been found liable for this. He will never pay that woman a dime. He will never, you know, if, if anything, it might hurt him running again. You know what I mean? And it might embolden fucking DeSantis or whatever the fuck, but he's never going to pay this chick. I mean, you know, he's not. And, and he's there's still there's literally like landscapers who are like, hey, you got to get in line because, I mean, we, you know, we've been fucking doing we've been sending them letters fucking forever. Yeah, and, well, there's and, nothing in his name. It's all in, in the trust and the, the this and the that and the corporation yeah. and the and it's that's part of why capitalism needs to die. And if even he if he was even honest about it or made forced to pay, well, he he could raise it in a day from a son selling you know a lock of his hair on on emails. You know what I mean? That's gross. he's got so Just so gross. Well, that, I mean, and that's all Russian money. I mean, you can't tell me that there's enough dumb Americans buying NTFs in Iowa. I, that I, has to be Russian laundering money. It has to be money laundering. Perhaps there's a portion of it, but you seriously underestimate Iowa. <laughs> I, I was born in I, Iowa. Yeah. Okay. Well, those people, you know what? Some of those people go to the go to the jar and think we got to help our guy. There's a and, lot of trash in Iowa. I'm not going to lie, and I don't care. Some of them are my cousins. Could um, be anywhere. I'm, but, but, but I'm saying anywhere. There's there's California. Half of California is is buying it. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It doesn't have to just be Iowa. It doesn't have to be. That's what I mean. It's like that's. And when I talk about there's no black and white. There's always gray. It's like the you know we talk about the South. Well, there's yeah. a ton of fucking people in Texas who hate Governor Abbott, who hate yeah. Trump, who are like, fuck, this is we don't want this. But it's been gerrymandered into a way where they have to fucking yeah. deal with it that way. Same thing with Florida. There's a bunch of people like we like Disney. What the fuck? Leave us alone. Who cares about drag queens? But unfortunately, the ones who get the, the you know, is a guy on a speedboat with a harpoon gun who shoots fucking <laughs> Trixie Mattel in the ass. You know what I mean? It's all those fucking yeah. people. I so, keep saying I hate that Governor DeSantis has made me think Disney is the hero of this story. <laughs> they are horrible as a corporation and i am rooting for them because he is horrible as a human being he's a terrible guy i mean he's just, oh. but again but they're all terrible guys every everybody even because because look everybody keeps my favorite is when people are pitching like biden and trump is ah it's a showdown they're gonna come back for a rematch for round two and it's like that's fantastic so uh the very fact that the Democrats have decided to run this drooling carrot cake for another fucking four years is like, all right, good for you. I don't I we've I voted for him the last time because, again, I would I would have voted for a literal drooling carrot cake over, yeah. over the fuck deck. Yeah, I'll take but, the carrot cake over now, the Nazi any day. 
Yeah. And I mean, and that's he came out yesterday. He said some bullshit Biden where he's like in favor of the writer's strike. I hope these writers get a fair settlement, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, man, fucking three months ago, you were ready to throw railway workers off a cliff. Don't fucking pretend you're a pro-union guy now because you're fucking you need a vote or whatever the fucker because it's the popular strike. It's embarrassing. It, all of it is embarrassing. And I and it's like it's embarrassing to even care about it, in my opinion. You know what I mean? I vote when I got to vote and whatever. I read stuff to kind of try to stay updated, but I I don't whatever we can't blow it up until we have something able to replace it that's the problem well then they should find somebody who fucking like i said i thought gavin newsom was gonna run for sure now he's got his issues and his problems and all that shit because they all do everybody does yeah everyone's got shit on their shoe fucking everybody some people however are just shit and some people are all shoe you know what i mean (laughs) so it's like i I, it's it's tough to determine exactly which way you're gonna go but I mean, I I will always vote for the the because whatever the fuck it doesn't you can't even say blanket statements like I'll always vote for the people who won't hurt people because that's a fucking I will lie. always vote for the lesser of all evils and that is yes. not saying that everything is bad and terrible and horrible but it is the truth you vote for what it is that you think you can do the most good with because the system is what's wrong and that's all you can do. Should I, am I supposed to clap? Should I clap there? No, <laughs> no I hear you. You're you're not wrong. Uh, it's just every. Uh, and again, I'll be dead soon. That's totally fine. Like just yesterday, the Chicago Blackhawks. All uh, right, you want to talk about nonsense? The fucking Blackhawks uh, in hockey. Yesterday was the NHL draft lottery. Okay, and the Blackhawks tanked the whole season away. They they lost games essentially on purpose. They wanted to. They the players didn't. The players wanted to, they, they gave their best effort and did whatever they could. But mm-hmm. the, the, the fucking team like gave all their good guys away and brought up a lot of young guys and a lot of misfits. And because in the upcoming NHL draft, <clears throat> there's, a, uh, there's a generation, is the phrase. There's a what? And uh, a generational talent. Generational talent. Uh, yes, a kid who is, is a game changer, like a real franchise changer. And so... Everybody has been trying to tank to get him because you have to get, you got to tank to get into the draft lottery. And then it depends on where you're at. You have certain odds to have your ping pong balls pulled out of the machine so you can get this guy in your team and whatever the fuck. And um, it's funny because I've only seen this, this dude, his name's Connor Bedard and I've only watched him on uh, play hockey. Okay. And he's a magician. It's ridiculous. He's just in this, this year in 57 games, in junior, he had, I believe, 71 goals and 72 assists. It's ridiculous. He's averaging almost three points a game. He's just, he's, and he's playing against, you know, he's playing in junior. He's playing against guys his age and guys or whatever. He's just crazy great. And so all year it's been, I, you got to get Bedard. You got to get Bedard. And like I said, I only watched him in a hockey context. So yesterday's the NHL fucking draft lottery. And they're like, well, we're going to interview Connor Bedard. And they bring him on. This kid's 17. So I'm talking to my buddy Paul, and I go, dude, I go, I've only watched him with a helmet and a stick. I didn't realize he was the fucking squeaky voice guy from The Simpsons that we were trying to fucking drag. You know? <laughs> hey, Homer, Mr. Sir. You know, like that guy. I mean, that's exactly what this poor kid is because his voice is changing. He's still, he's Peter Brady for fuck's sake, but he's just really great at hockey for fuck's sake. And, I, and I'm like, but I want him. You know, we all want him. We all want him so bad. So they had the NHL draft lottery yesterday. And the Blackhawks had the third best odds to get him and uh they got him 
they they wound up winning the draft lottery and <laughs> social media was furious about it because the other teams there was like we, we leaped over the columbus blue jackets and the, the anaheim ducks and uh the blue jackets are just notoriously woeful they've just had sorry luck their entire franchise history they're not a big market so the way everything is perceived now unfortunately um and i can even remember when i was a kid when you'd be like oh man the refs are on the take or the refs totally favor this guy but now because everybody has a fucking megaphone and two thumbs (laughs) they all can let it known that they believe this is rigged and like the you know the league rigged it for the blackhawks because the blackhawks um and I'm, I'm, look, I'm well aware of why people hate the Blackhawks. There's a couple of reasons. One, they just had recent success. They've won, they've won three Stanley Cups in the last 13 years, which is really great. Uh, however, for all of you haters out there, they haven't won one in eight years. So it's been a while. <laughs> so step off. Uh, but also, um, and I talked about this on the show a while ago, the, um, the Blackhawks were embroiled in a sexual assault scandal. Fuck. And one of their players was sexually assaulted by a video guy. And they went to the general manager and he kind of fucking put it on a pile and forgot about it. And then they went to tell the coach and he's like, I'm trying to win a Stanley Cup. I don't want to fucking know any of this shit. And uh, it came out finally, like, you know, 10 years later, what had happened. And there's an unbelievable interview with the kid. You know, he's now a man, but at the time he was, you know, 20, maybe. I don't know how old he was. And uh, he gives an interview on ESPN, and it is the most crushing, devastating interview you will ever see. He's so fucking broken, and he's talking about what happened. That's a terrible thing. And so he wound up reaching a settlement with the with the league. He reached a settlement with the Blackhawks. They wound up giving him money and all this stuff. But uh, and then the Blackhawks have subsequently, and, and not because of the scandal, but because of poor performance on the ice or whatever, they've systematically fired everybody who was kind of involved in the organization at that time. All right. And so it's a new regime and new players and stuff. Uh, but it doesn't matter because, uh, and the league only fined the Blackhawks $2 million. Jesus. They didn't penalize them. They didn't take away draft picks. They didn't do all these things. And, uh, and so there's a lot of people who are furious because again, as you know, um, everybody wants to, the death penalty should be given for everything. So there are people. No. There, there. Well, I'm just saying there are people online who are like the Blackhawks should have been disbanded as an organization. And I'm like, all right, well, they're an original six hockey team. You're never going to disband a fucking hockey team. Get you can stop that shit now. But it doesn't stop people from shouting all their bullshit from the rooftops. They're like, but, oh. but if they were, would it change the behavior and the actions of all of the others if there were real consequences? And Absolutely that's what I mean not. by. That's what I mean by how do you break the system in order to fix it? Yeah, it would not have. Someone else would do something. And and look, man, this is why I say there's black and white and there's gray. Like there, if there are NHL players or NFL players or NBA players who drunk drive or who do terrible things. And if they're they're not good players, they get pushed out of the league. But if they're great players, well, mistakes were made. I mean, it's just this is society. This is who we are and what we do. But how do we change that? Was, uh, we don't. We just go until the heat we death do. of the universe and we see what happens. <laughs> I'm rooting for COVID. There you go. <sighs> for the, once the comet comes, it'll clean all of this up. Clearly, the, the comet's comet going to show up. Then we won't have to worry about it anymore. As, as a meteor is hurling itself toward Earth, everybody can argue about whether it's a Nazi. That's totally fine. 
you know, I think I saw a swastika on this meteor. <laughs> oh, thanks, Connor Bedard. <laughs> hey, sir, I think I saw a swastika on the meteor. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Because, again, everybody twists everything into everything. There's a fucking... <laughs> there's a chef on the fucking Food Network. Oh, so the reason... Uh, the whole reason I brought up the hockey thing real quick is yeah. just because these people... They're so angry. They're, they've lost. There's people. There's people who are just furious that like the the Blackhawks got Connor Bedard. They're and they're like, you literally rewarded them for sexual abuse. Well, no, you didn't do that. You, you they want up sucking and winning the draft lottery. It happens. It's happened in the past. It'll happen again in the future. Yeah, but you know they should have taken all of their draft picks away and made them never play hockey again. Well, sh- now you're just being ridiculous. You're just you're unreasonable and foolish. That would never happen. They find them. They should have done a lot more. Everybody lost their fucking job. And, but you say they and, should have and, done a lot more, but then you also say that they they the people want too much. All right. Well, even if you go this route, <laughs> if they would have taken a number one draft pick away from the Hawks, it would have been last year's number one draft pick. So they still would have been in this year's lottery. They would have won, and they still would have got this kid. Because this happened. Because uh, honestly, this happened 13 years ago, and, and they started dealing. Like- they well, they yeah. dealt with it over the well, only like four years ago is when they started yeah. to deal with it. Um, so if they would have stripped him of whatever or find him, you know, and 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 look, the Hawks are entitled. I'm not, I'm not signing because that's another thing is whenever you say, well, look, you understand that they couldn't just fucking disband an, an organization, they would never do that. Then people are like, okay, pedophile lover, and you're like, okay, dummy, that's not it. But that's what people do, again, because this is social media and it's so stupid. That's how people fucking fight. They don't, nobody has a a, a conversation about it. And there shouldn't even be a conversation. There's no conversation about pedophiles. All right. It's because also I will tell you this, wait, because what you've told you, what I've told you is bad. Wait for it to get worse. No. Oh, oh, it's, I'm sorry. It's going to be worse. The video guy uh, then leaves the Blackhawks. And gets a recommendation, a letter of recommendation for them. And he gets a new job and he molests like three kids at a school where he gets his new job. It's a terrible thing. I'm not saying this is a good story. No, it's not. No, no. But to see people like when I when I see people freaking out over it. But but this is why I do think they need to do more, because if they don't, this shit continues to happen. I don't know. The if guy you heard, who they... wrote that recommendation letter. Also should be facing serious, serious consequences. Well, the dude is going to jail because it turns out that he he molested like a ton of people all over the place. This was well, he duh. was like, he was like Johnny Gropey Seed. You know what I mean? He was like going all oh, over the place and grabbing everybody. Guy wasn't fucking around. It was terrible. Um, so put him in the clink certainly, and uh, and what? not unlike the you know when the when you watch snap, uh, Slapshot, the goalie's explaining the penalty box, and he goes, "You go, you commit the crime, and then you go to penalty box, and you feel shame." Well, I guarantee you the Blackhawks feel shame. And I don't know if you heard me when I told you this. They were fined $2 million. Also, I should mention this. When they won the draft lottery yesterday, uh, they sold like fucking $8 million in season tickets immediately after this. So much, so quickly that they had to put a cap on the purchasing of season tickets. They can realize exactly what the demand is going to be so they can change the fucking prices, which they're going to do. Uh, so, so it's all so gross. Everything in the world is gross. That's my I hate point. It all, all of us, everybody, you, me, everybody walking the streets. We are all of the ducks after the Exxon Valdez fucking dumped oil all over us and we're covered in filth. And exactly there might be, some, there might be some kind people who want to come and scrub us, but I got news for you. If you come and you scrub me, you're going to wind up in the clink. Cause I'm going to get a letter of recommendation saying that you shouldn't have scrubbed me and you're going to go to jail for touching me and my oily duck. 
don't touch my oily duck. Oh my god, your oily duck. <laughs> um so so my point it's just this thing where like <laughs> this is all we do is fight. This is all the all the stuff we do is argue. And so there's a chef on the Food Network. Her name's Alex Gornishelli. And I will tell you this about Alex Gornishelli. She is uh she's just a pill. I, I'm not a fan of hers, you know what I mean? Because she's she's a sourpuss. Now, she's changed a little bit recently because I don't know why. I don't know if... But now she's on a new show where she's a, she's a cunt again. And it's like, I, I, that's her deal. That's what she does. She's the mean person. Like, you know, oh my God, your, your flambe was not flammed enough. You're terrible. You're a horrible chef. Whatever the fuck. You know those idiots who bounce dinner rolls off people's heads because they didn't fucking make a proper salad or whatever the fuck. So she's one of those. So she... She you know, and it's funny when you see her too. I'm just going to describe this. Look, I understand we're not supposed to care about how people look, but her head, she looks. When you see her, you'll you'll this. Trust me, this is a very good description, and you're going to mm-hmm. run with it, and you're going to look at her, and you go, you know what? I know exactly what Mike was saying. Her face, her head, she looks like a jack o' lantern on November 18th. That's what she looks oh, like. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> she, because uh, it, it, her head is collapsing in on itself. It's just like this weird, kind of melty, soft. She looks soft. Her whole thing looks soft. Her whole fucking maybe that's why she acts so fucking hard because her whole presentation is soft. But like her head looks like it's kind of just you could touch it and it would crumble. <laughs> she just so when you look at her, trust me, she looks like a fucking jack o' lantern on November eighteenth. That's exactly what she looks like. Oof, but. I understand she's a terrific chef and I would love to try her food. She has a restaurant called butter in New York. I would eat there, you know, cause I think it sounds great. So I was on Reddit and uh, which I don't know if you even know this, it's the front page of the internet. So I go on Reddit <laughs> in the food network section and someone is talking about Alex Corner Shelley and they're debating about, cause she's on this new show and they're like, why is she mean again? She was nice for a while. And, blah, blah. and then some guy writes, uh, I don't know, guy, whatever. Some screen name writes. Uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I once I found out about her politics, I couldn't eat at her restaurant. I don't want to eat her food. And someone's like, what does that even mean? And then he's like, yeah, she's a Trump supporter. So it's like, I don't want to eat at her restaurant. It's like, you know, I just couldn't possibly support that. And I laughed out loud because I'm just like, I don't, I don't know how you look your children in the face guy, and go, guys, we got to get out of here the pork chops are racist. Like, I mean, it, it's just, it's a fuck. What are you doing that? Everything has to boil down to that. Everything has to become this folks. Didn't you hear this bullion base hates gays. You know what I mean? It's like, what is wrong with you, man? You, cause you can even just say, ah, you know, I don't, I don't want to eat at a restaurant, but to, to, to make it reach that pitch where you're just like, yeah, no, I, that's like saying you heard about somebody's favorite movie and now you don't want to eat their cereal or whatever the fuck. It's just so ridiculous that everything falls into that fucking rubric. I know you don't agree. It, well, it falls into I don't want to give them money to vote against me. I guess, man, it's pork chops. Again, no, it's 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 the axe or it's the tree accepting the axe because it looks like them. You you can't. You know, I don't eat at at fucking uh, Chick-fil-A. I will not do it. Because I will not give them money to give money against LGBTQ. That's what it comes down to. It isn't that the food is racist, although it might be. I don't know. I don't know if that cow liked all other cows. See? Um, You don't know. 
but but it is very much and i again i'm from i I am a gen z who's looking at millennials going god i wish i wasn't force-fed songs about why old men are cool god i wish i wasn't force-fed how i'm supposed to fit within the system and i can have it all Man, I wish I wasn't, you know, because, again, they're just like, hey, we have no hope. And so, fuck it. We're not doing this anymore. I'm and going I, to pre- I applaud I'm that. To, well, sure. I'm going to present a position that is not my position. Okay. Okay. Please know this. But it's, uh, I guess I'll call it a devil's advocate position. Is it a 69? Right. Uh, more of a seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, the, you, because you just said, I wish we weren't force fed these these songs about old men being cool and I wish this wasn't the thing. All right. So imagine some 65 year old person going, man, I wish I wasn't force fed these commercials with interracial couples and I wasn't force fed these shows where like with. OK, and drag you queens. cannot compare human uh, human. Hum, blah, blah. You cannot compare human rights to pedophilia. Yes, you you and I say this. <laughs> But what I'm telling you is if you're some 65-year-old man in his Tommy Bahama shirt, you don't see Die, the old man. Die. That is my attitude at this point. Right. I well, literally cannot wait for that generation to die because I think it is the only way we're going to get change in this country. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, they're never going to die. You do know this. We've made all sorts of medical achievements where these people are <laughs> going to be 95, 100 years old, and they're never going to relinquish power. And I will tell you this. By the time those people do die when they're 100, that's that's 30 years from now. Uh, then these Gen Z people you love are going to be 44, and they're going to be them again. And they're going to no, be like, ah, oh, these young be, kids today. They're no, still going to be angry. No. And by will, the way, Gen Z is in their 30s right now. <laughs> Whatever version of TikTok there is, they'll want to ban that and they'll be scared of the Chinese and the Middle East will still be embroiled in whatever the fuck they're going to be embroiled in and and it'll the cycle will remain anew until the comet. As we've mentioned, once the meteor arrives, then this will be this will straighten some shit out. I'm praying for I'm praying for tidal waves. I want to see it all give way. That's what Maynard would tell you. <laughs> Um, because when you hear that song, he's just like, fuck it. He's just like, I'm, I'm he's waiting for mom's going to fix it all soon. Mom's coming back to put away back the way it ought to be fucking mother nature. And she's going to fucking wipe everything off the fucking earth. You know? And by the and, way, I don't think people should die. But what I mean by that is don't back off that now. Plant change your feet or die. Change stand your ground or die. Stand your That's ground. what I mean by that. You think people should die. Stand your ground. Plant I, your I think I think elderly people. And even younger people who refuse to recognize human rights and changes that need to be equitable within our lives, then, then yeah, you have no place here. So because, I'm going to call because your life is built on oppression, and that's fucking wrong. I'm going to call your opinion a sly stone opinion. What does that mean? Because you have problems with oh, elderly people. <laughs> I'm one of them. I constantly am like, I'm an idiot. I can't believe I thought that was okay. I am constantly it, coming into revelations uh, of how fucked our system is. So I, again, I, I've talked about shit on this show fucking forever. Led Zeppelin fucked a chick with a shark. Not, not only did they fuck a chick with a shark, they wrote a book about it. And everybody's like, isn't it hilarious? They fucked a chick with a shark. I don't think they wrote a I book mean, about please. that. It was a one chapter really in it, and it was no, wrong. I, perhaps, mm-hmm. perhaps you didn't read the book. It was very much, very shark centric. What was it? It was very much about, 
uh, I think it was called, what was it called? It was called Finskel Graffiti, if I remember correctly, was the name of it. <laughs> Look, Finskel again, Graffiti. It was the story I, of a shark and a pussy. I remember seeing Diamond Dave in an elevator with someone who I knew was not 18. And I just went, yeah. ew. I Boy mean, or that girl. was. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, hey, man, rock stars have carte blanche. They got a pass, they got a season pass. The second you fucking the, the second your doot doot doos rhyme with your dot dot dots, you can fuck anybody you want. That's it. That's the rules, man. Didn't you know this? Pick up a wrong. guitar. It's pick wrong. up a goddamn. It's, it's wrong. Uh, it's get wrong. your humbuckers in place, and you can finger anyone. If you if you get to if you can play fucking yeah, that's it. Wow, that's the way we've, oh, that the way was we've always done things. It's the way we've always done creepy. things. It's beautiful, true. But creepy. Oh. Um. I know, but you, but you can't. No, whatever. I, I don't want to. I can, and I want this. change. I want actively to see change before I die. Everyone can, and, want which change. will be soon if people don't start fucking wearing masks. But Jesus. retroactive change is nonsense. It's, it's just, not retroactive. People... I'm not saying the past has to change. I'm saying when you recognize things in the past are bad and you do nothing to change the future. Yeah. No. Sorry. There's, there's a dude on TikTok. I, I followed him for just a couple days, and I, I had to be honest with you, I bailed on him um not because i don't like his work what he did was fucking amazing he does these again you know i TikTok. it's always dismissed out of hand even by me in the beginning where i was just like well it's these bite-sized things even though i liked vine i mean on vine there was a bunch of nonsense yeah. that was really fun and so but now you know the more i dive into TikTok, there's i mean there's great great stuff and stuff i you know i'm always fascinated by people doing things that i can't do yes. and i'm not saying i couldn't do these things on TikTok. i'm saying i wouldn't have the patience for it or the knowledge to do it and i would be so frustrated trying to make it work i'm just i know i can't even get a camera to work through my fucking twitch but like i see these people on TikTok. this this kid you may have even seen him he just does these it's only him in it but it's all these quick cuts and it's a play on how we had a coup in in fucking the philippines in 1950 and he'll play all of the characters when it's like this awesome like techno fucking edm music and uh and and he but he and it'll say these words and captions about oh we met this guy and then pinochet met this guy and blah blah blah. he's unveiling hidden history but he's doing it in a way that people can pay attention to and it takes 45 seconds to learn this lesson or whatever and i watch it and i'm like this is brilliant it's really amazing what he's doing and uh at the same time i'm just like i don't know who this is for or who's who's because everything is so disposable where everything goes into your eyes and 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 pings around your brain a little bit and then it's replaced the next day by something else i don't know if any of these things are landing i don't know if any of this stuff that you know i mean because again think back to the the me too rallies and the pink hats and stuff like that what did that wind up doing in the long run i hope it exposed some people and changed some minds but did it it did it? There, there were some major changes the problem is you have to keep pushing because we stepped four steps forward and then they took abortion away because we weren't fighting about abortion this is, you too. know what this is you shouldn't go out walking around with your abortion on you. This is exactly what I've been saying. You should leave it in your house in a safe somewhere. Don't, if you're out there, because again, if you're going to get robbed, they're going to take everything, including your abortion. So go ahead and leave that at the house. You, You'll never have you, to worry about it. 
You, you. You hate me so much. I I don't hate you. I just, I know (laughs) that it's all fun, but at the same time, everything is too fun sometimes when it does need to be serious at times. Well, I, I do feel that way to a certain extent because I, I, I talked about it. I think I talked about it last week, possibly, or I talked about it to somebody. Um, these, these moments when you see things, the, I'm trying to remember, I got to remember there was one thing I saw. Uh, oh, um, it was something on Twitter. I, I forget what it was. It was a, yeah. it was a news story. Oh, it was just, it was, I talked about it last week. I apologize. I don't want to, re- I don't want to rehash. You weren't, you weren't here for it. Uh, but there was a, a, a Russian secret police officer. And he was, uh, he had bodies behind him stacked and he was detailing that the Russian army had not given him enough ammo. And he was thinking his Wagner is the name of the organization or something. It's like a fucking, you know, it's a group of fucking terrorists doing the dirty work. And he was, he went public with a video and he's just like in Russian, he's yelling. And I guess what he was saying was that Russia was not supporting him and get sending him ammo. So maybe we'll just fucking leave this war. You know, maybe me and my troops will fucking bail. Cause I got dead men behind me and whatever. And, uh, and that was on, you know, I, I found it like in my first moment, I was like, your, my initial thought is to make fun of it. You know what I mean? My initial thought now when I see things like that, because you're looking for content, 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 let's bust this out. What can I say? What's the quip? But then I have that that take a breath and go, this is fucking horrifying. There's fucking bodies. It's about a real war. It's a, you know, it's this thing where in my brain I go, I don't think there's anything funny about this situation. But then I click on it and all the responses underneath are, okay, Gollum, okay, because the guy was bald and he looked weird. And everybody was a joke. Every single one was like some joke about him being bald or be the golem or whatever fucked around and found out all these like things. And I'm just like, is this who we are now? I mean, it yes. is. I mean, I know it is. That's exactly who we are because nobody, nobody wants to deal with anything at face fucking value because again, maybe you'll lose your fucking mind, but, but everything can't be fodder for fucking hilarity. It, it shouldn't be. It's exhausting that it well, is. It, here, here's something that I made a revelation about. I loved The Daily Show because The Daily Show said, we're not news and we are making fun of all of this horrific stuff, but also bringing your attention to it. And everybody went, that's a great concept. And then they started making 13 second videos about the Holocaust and thinking that they were doing what The Daily Show did. Yeah, yeah. And that's where when you're when you're wandering through TikTok and you're wandering through and all of a sudden you see something and you're like, the context of this is horrific. And I get the point. And it was funny. But at the same time, then you have to go through 45 comments of die, you trans piece of shit. And you just literally go, oh, my God, there's a there's a person on TikTok that I follow who was um, born female, has given birth and has transitioned to male, but has not had bottom surgery yet. And their point was, um, when I walk into the ladies' room with a full beard and the chest abs that I have, um, you're not going to want me there with your daughter. But you've passed a law that I have to use the ladies' room because I don't have a penis. And literally, every post underneath it is, yeah, you're not really a man. You're, or you're not really a woman. You're just a man that wants to be around girls and I'll fucking kill you if I see you. And it's like death threat after death threat of someone simply yeah. saying my lived experience is you've made it so I can't pee in public anywhere. And yeah. that is the internet. It is everybody picking on and beating and finding fodder and thinking it, it's hilarious. The WHO just said that, um, Hopefully, it is with great hope that I say the pandemic is over. The pandemic is not over. 
The health crisis is not over. A thousand people are still dying a day. And people are people ask me why I'm wearing a mask when I'm in public. Don't you know it's over? Well, I, and I'm like, it's not over for me. Clearly, your first mistake was trusting a rock band to go ahead and rule anything about the pandemic. Because honestly, <laughs> but but again, I don't know. I don't know why you're asking Pete Townsend anything about medicine. I didn't mean to go on a rant here, but it but it is one of those where TikTok is. Ha ha. Isn't it all great? I made a, a mug that said, you know, die Nazis. And then it's like, hey, here's people actually killing people. Then it's like, here's a drunk driver. Then it's like, I made tea. You just go. It is overload. Yeah. Society yeah. is overload right now. Well, but it's but that's it can't and it won't go backwards. It's not like but that, and that's the thing is there's a whole a whole group of people who want to take you back to reading books around a fire. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like women know their place. They make a dinner and everybody reads a book around the fire and goes to bed at seven o'clock PM. You know what I mean? There's those, those people. And it's just, they, I, cause they see everything get away from them at breakneck fucking speed. You know what I mean? They, they see it changing and it changing rapidly. And the reason they see it changing rapidly is because there's so many outlets that you can view yeah. it changing rapidly. Now in the old days, it was two, you know, ABC, NBC, CBS. Uh, and you know, you know who, you know, upset the Apple card on that Fox. I blame them even for the origin of this entire thing. If they would have just left us with ABC, CBS, NBC, and fucking PBS, we'd be fine. But then Fox comes along with their snotty Bart Simpson, changing everybody in the whole generation. I don't like it. People have claimed that. Should have stayed with NBC and the Cosby Show. That was wholesome. That was something that people can go ahead and follow their lives, and and he was a good role model, and you could go ahead and understand. I'm fine. No. Because Roseanne was that way too, but she didn't actually like roofie people. But but hers was another show where it was like they showed dysfunction as joyful. And and in a way it kind of is when there is no ability to have normal. I don't know. Well, her her I mean her show was not a show I watched. You know, I didn't because I didn't I found her to be unpleasant. I've heard the show is was a fantastic look at the way real families lived. And that's what I always heard. Uh, but for me, I, d I didn't find Roseanne to be an appealing uh, presence, so I never watched the show, as much as I like John Goodman and Laurie Metcalf. I felt like it it showed the world the reality, but it made dysfunction celebrity in a way. Well, uh, all right. There's a larger picture to that as well like people people learned therapy speak and i just i actually just saw someone saying they were wondering if therapy speak is is helping hasten our eventual societal demise because now everybody has the tools to brand someone a narcissist or to brand and i i see this all the time where someone if someone disagrees with someone like i said nazi used to be this incredibly that was the that was the hammer you dropped when you truly believed it and it was a terrible thing. Yeah. But narcissism is a is something that people now bandy about all the time as if everybody is this. And also another term, um, you know, like autistic and neurodivergent. And uh, those are true things and they apply to people who've been diagnosed and I understand that. But there are people who hide behind them and use them as a weapon to act like fucking jagoffs. And then when they do it, they'll go, well, I'm autistic. I don't know how to participate in the discourse. So I'm sorry I called your daughter a cunt. Yeah, that's you not, you, that's you not gotta autistic. A, you got to yeah. give me a break because I'm neurodivergent. I just discovered it. You know what I mean? It's just this thing where everyone now has 
there, there are so many different hooks to hang your coat on that everybody now, nobody has to fucking take responsibility for being a good person because they can always have a crutch or they can always blame the other person who's wronged them and say, oh, you're this, you're that. And they all, like I said, they all have the therapy speak to back them up. So I wonder if the self-help, I don't want to say bullshit, but all of the self-help that came flying. Like my friend had a book yeah. on his coffee table, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And uh, I understand that's the trend now to put fuck in a title of a book and it's like cute. And I said, you reading this? He's like, I'm not. He goes, my girl is. And he goes, I'm, I'm so self-helped out now. I got no fucking interest in that kind of shit. And I'm like, I agreed. But it's given these people these, it's weaponized people with this fucking, these marching orders of therapy speak and self-help to where they can accuse people of being something they're not. Self-help doesn't accuse other people. So they've already missed the whole point. But, but that's what I mean. Self-help is about looking inward and changing yourself, not telling other people. That's still just being a judgmental cunt. Yes. But if you give a gorilla a hammer, he's going to hit another gorilla in the fucking head with it. Well, you yes. Know what I mean? so yes. You can't, but... you, without nuance, without teachings, without this, when you just start handing these undeveloped psyches or these people who are already leaning toward being bad people, you weaponize them with, as they've weaponized free speech to a certain yeah. extent, where, yeah. you know, it used to be this thing where that was politically correct. You remember we saw Zappa and, and these people testify in front of the PMRC defending music. And now, you know, 35 years later or whatever the fuck it is, we've, we're, we're being told that Joe Rogan has to ask Spotify for permission to say the things he says on his podcast. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? How do we get here from there? Well, because, because music in and of itself does not lead to X, Y, and Z. Self-help in and of itself does not lead to X, Y, and Z. And so there is a, with free speech comes great responsibility. Well, I, I would posit that anything said by uh, a, a someone you don't agree with doesn't necessarily lead to X, Y, and Z. Well, it depends on what they're saying, though. The content and the context is what is always important in these things. Sure. I agree and, with that. And we often make heroes of bullies because we feel we don't have enough power. That can be a true thing. Yeah. But I, so, I don't want to say, I, but but there are also people who won't make heroes of bullies because they can see through it and they understand. You know what I mean? It's like you. it should be left up to the interpretation of the person. I, and you can't, except just like you, you can't, can't blame... Go ahead. You can't, blame Judas, you can't blame Judas Priest for kids killing themselves because they thought they heard something in a song. And I don't think you can blame Joe Rogan for thousands of meatheads who are fucking ready and willing to take anyone's word that the dumb shit they believe is true. But but the difference is if I hear something and kill myself, it is an isolated situation. If you tell me that all black people are terrible and you convince me of that and I start killing black people, that's definitely on you. And that, yes, but that is the difference between free speech and responsibility. Jethro Tull didn't make music that's like, go out and kill yourself, go out and kill yourself, go out and kill yourself. Speak for if yourself. someone interpreted what they said, to, well, d do you see <laughs> that sorry. difference? That difference of is course. the, yeah. Yes, but but you can't, It's and again, this gets to my theory of there's no black, there's no white, there's gray. Because I can't, I, I kill the messenger, all of those things. You can't yell fire in a theater. I totally, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But as as a comedian, question mark, broadcaster, 
I, I find it to be, I, I would not want to be held responsible for what my audience did because of something I said. Well, then um, you shouldn't be a podcaster. I disagree with that completely. Again, I, I don't. Anytime I don't, my intent and impact hurts someone else, I take responsibility for that. But again, now we're going to a gray area because my intent and impact is never to hurt anybody else. I don't want to hurt anyone. I know it's not, but that yeah. doesn't mean it doesn't do it. I mean, you've told stories in the past and said names. And if those people hear that, it will break their heart. And that is frankly on your shoulders because you chose to tell the story and if they weren't the if they weren't the bad guy in the story but you just made fun of them for the sake of making fun of them that falls on you for the hurt and and i own that you yeah know, i may have, I, but, i'm still again, pretty reckless sometimes with how i speak but again i'm saying i don't think you intentionally go out to hurt anybody and i and i don't think joe rogan intentionally goes out to hurt anybody I think I, I, Joe Rogan is a fucking male chauvinist pig that would just as soon uh, not lose his privilege than anything else. And he I pretends he's, he's a, a man of the people and he's not. Well, I, I think he's a dude who gets high and talks a lot of smack and says dumb things. Um, And I think he's a meathead and I don't think he's as smart as. I don't even think he thinks he's smart. I think he's not as smart. Because when, when someone comes and they say something like, well, I heard on Joe Rogan this, and it's like, you want to just go, dude, that guy is, he, he made his bones on feeding people antelope cock and, yes. and emceeing fights. Yes. But, but that's on the person. It's not on Joe. Stop giving my stupid opinion. men microphones. <laughs> well, then, good night. I don't think you're stupid. I'm not. Um, I don't think I, I am either. I but think but that he someone out the there does, and will say then, you know what, you're done. I believe that there is no purpose of his show other than to make men feel good about themselves. I, I disagree. I think I think his show exists because it's another cog, another spoke in the entertainment wheel. It's, we disagree. It's, yeah, exactly. The Joe, the Joe Rogan podcast is the same as Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, is the same as Meet the Press, no, is it's the same not. as a hockey no, game. No, it's not. It, it is. It's entertainment to be consumed by the masses for people. And what people do with that once they consume it, that's the issue. Whatever they choose to do afterwards. Again, we talk about this dude who shot people up in Texas. He probably, because he consumed Tim Pool. Tim Pool is a, is a fucking right-wing podcaster, and he's a YouTube guy. I think Tim Pool should be thrown off a fucking cliff. I think he's fucking, I don't think he said a worthwhile thing in his entire fucking life. But I don't think you can put Tim Pool in jail because this ass fuck shot up a mall in Texas. You can, you can definitely come to him and go, hey, dude, you bear any responsibility for this? Do you, do, how do you feel so about So do you think Trump is responsible for you? the people doing the things that they do? No, I don't. Because there's going to be a racketeering and, and Rico and yeah. conspiracy and all of that. Coming from him yeah, saying, that fucking stand up and stand stand back and stand down or whatever it was he said. Right. All of that shit. Good. I hope so. And th But but we're also throwing them in jail. They're all, all the, like, they yes. just found Proud Boys and people like that. Yeah. Good. What they did was fucking completely wrong. And he should be in jail for encouraging it. I don't, I don't, I don't fight against that at all. Like, it's, I, this, this will happen sometimes. You're not doing it, but I'm saying it happens sometimes. When um, someone will talk about Trump to today with the sexual assault and i yeah. guarantee you someone out there is like oh well, how would you feel if bill clinton if they reinvestigated him or whatever? Oh, I, I just i've go, seen that 19 times yeah and so you just go i don't give a fuck put him in jail too i mean yep. like you, you always think you're winning something by bringing up i don't politics is not sports to me this shit isn't sports to me if no. somebody does something fucked put him in jail 
That's yep. it. That's yep. that's just the way it goes. Uh, and and like again with the Hunter Biden bullshit now because they're like they're talking about investigating this. And, and hey, look, if if you find somehow that Joe Biden was involved in that, take him down at the fucking knees, please. I I want yeah. you to just so we can get a fucking president whose eyes don't point different directions. You know what I mean? It's like, that would be fine with me. Uh, I, I seriously, I don't know. I don't know who to look and fine. If you, you want to keep Alzheimer in fucking office next time around, that's totally fine. I don't know why you're running him. Good for you. I can't believe your bench is that weak that you can't find a different guy, but whatever the fuck that that's neither here nor yeah. there. It's just, it's frustrating. Cause I, you know what? I want Democrats to be great. I always say I want to, I want to be great. I want Democrats to live up to the ideals we have for them. I wish they weren't part of the machine. I wish there wasn't all this bullshit. I wish they wouldn't constantly look ineffectual when Joe Manchin or Kristen Cinema is like, well, I can't vote with you guys. And they're like, oh, no. And they all make the Macaulay Culkin face and then we're fucked. Because they can't <laughs> drop any fucking hammers on people. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like they don't because you we're so used to the other side grabbing people by the lapels and dunking their heads underwater and and we're just like yeah. please don't do that please don't do that sir you know everybody's like, they're, they're fucking it's ineffective and ineffectual yeah. and i understand both parties are the same i understand that to they a certain aren't. extent the that's system what I said, is a, the same which is why i said to a certain yeah. extent because yeah. republicans actively want to hurt people i don't yes. give a fuck what anybody says republicans actively yeah. want to hurt they want to hurt people and destroy identities they want to destroy people for being who they are and it's it's fucking it's no better than what the taliban did and people always point to them i always hear these people all the time well so in saudi arabia go to saudi arabia where a woman can't read or fucking drive a car and it's like we're getting there we're fucking getting there man give it to you they're they're coming for no fault divorce and the fucking second they do that who knows what the fuck is going to happen get your fucking your red shawl and your white habit together because that you're gonna have to walk around it it's fucking pathetic so when i say they're the same Please know I understand the, the distinction. System is, yeah. Yes, and it's and it's and it's rotten and corrupted, and I know, and I've banned that word from the airwaves, <laughs> and it is. But it's it's I don't see I see a lot of gray. I don't know how yeah. it gets fixed, and should it be fixed? Of course it should. But but when we get into the you know the we don't agree on the censorship thing, like you said, you I don't want to put word. Would you hold a performer responsible for what their audience does? If they were actively motivating their audience to do those things, absolutely. I see. Okay. I mean, like, I, there's somebody that just started a TikTok called um, Be Gay Evil Crimes. Gay something evil crimes. I can't remember. And he's like, you know what we need to do? We need to all go out and join the NRA right now. Because if enough of us infiltrate it, we can turn it into a leftist, blah, 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 blah. And people in the comments are like, that's a really funny idea. But the reality is you don't really vote in the NRA. There will never be enough of us to force a vote to get LaPlante, LaPlane, John, God, I forgot his name, uh, to get him out. And so really all we'd be doing is funding guns at this point. And, and, you know, I'm like, okay, that's cool. But then he had this other idea where he was like, we should all go do this. And I'm like, that's fucking hysterical. And we should. But at the same time, if people started doing what he said to do, um, there would be like real crimes being committed. And that's not cool. This isn't civil disobedience or just like, haha, isn't that silly? I made it not say, you know, McDonald's anymore. And it says, you know, McFuckles or whatever. You know, it's no longer a silly crime. It's like a real crime. Well, Um, I will say this. I I think that the very fact that so many people have so many social media outlets to project these ideas prevents these ideas from being implemented. Because if there wasn't a TikTok, maybe someone would form a Project Mayhem. 
You know what well, I mean? Maybe I, if there wasn't, if there wasn't a YouTube or a Twitch or something like that, where you could sit on your ass but isn't and that talk what about, wouldn't is? it be funny? Uh, but what are they doing besides putting on a press release every three months? Did you not see all of the stuff that they released about Marjorie Taylor Greene and all of her texts and all of her? The problem is no one cares. Perhaps, perhaps you don't understand what anonymous means. <laughs> so I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it because it's anonymous. You're funny. Um, uh, yeah, again, your yes, I'm sure some people are fomenting. Yes. Some people are fomenting uh, some sort of discord. Some people are doing what they can, yeah. churning but underneath the scenes. But what I'm saying is like, because all right, I will say this and uh, attention FBI, don't get mad. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't understand. I, I don't understand. Just in, especially in our Rebecca Schaefer opening her door and getting blasted or or yeah. Selena getting killed by her, her maid or whatever yeah. the fuck. I don't know how somebody didn't take a shot at Trump. I have no idea how it didn't happen because that was that was not even like a president getting shot at. That would have been like shooting a movement. You would have been shooting an idea. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand just for the fame part of it. That's what I couldn't I could not because I quit waiting because everybody used to talk about Obama because also I also can't look I also can't believe nobody took a shot at Obama that doesn't make any sense. I, the only reason I think nobody took a shot at Obama because I think they would have thought it was hack. You know what I mean? Like they were like, you know what? So many people have said that we should shoot Obama. Let's not do it because it just seems hack at this point. Right. That's a bit we can't do. Um, but with but with fucking Trump. He and he was out there enough. I mean, but I mean, maybe it's an aiming thing because, you know, you got to hit them low because any bullet you shoot up high is going to ping off that fucking (laughs) that weird carnival fucking mirror that a dime would bounce off of that he's got on top of his fucking head. I mean, that helmet he's made his hair into has got to be bulletproof at this fucking point. So I I don't know. Perhaps it was that. I don't know what kept them from doing it Um, because you would have been the most famous person on the in history if you would have done that. um, I, I think they kept him away from the public that could have guns. I, I think that he's not dumb enough to be around people who actually have guns. He, you know, he he had to get out of the car and walk into a building occasionally. That's how Reagan did it. Reagan, Reagan, they caught Reagan because he was tell fucking me where he was. Limo tell me where he plug. was in the public and not completely surrounded by Secret Service. Oh, Trump. Yeah. I don't know. He fucking know lives at can, Mar-a-Lago. Can, and honestly, if he name... runs again, he's going to move the presidency down there. I can name one spot. I know there was a uh, a dressing room at a department store that he didn't have a whole lot of security secret. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't a whole lot of secret service presence at that point. Uh, Um, You know, again, plus, you know, I I don't mean to be that person, but I I believe that uh, haven't more Republicans been shot than Democrats in office. Democrats don't usually grab a gun and go kill somebody because they don't they don't arm themselves to take over the government that way well i mean I, we're, we're starting to I, i've I said it that. for years look i don't see party <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> oh, we're all yeah i cut you you cut me we both bleed red we're all humans here i don't we see party bleed red oh fuck off <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> But it did it did shock me forever that nobody took a fucking poke at him. I was I was surprised. And and you know, but you know what? Fingers crossed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Attention oh. FBI. Don't get mad. 
You guys can get me at Mike at MikeSchmidtComedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. You can follow me uh, at Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy, which, by the way, uh, have you seen? All right. You're not on Twitter anymore. I got to tell you this because and no. I apologize for dumping this in your lap. Uh, on Twitter, you know, uh, dumb fuck has changed all the rules now. So, like, if you buy the check mark, you can actually do like fourteen thousand character posts. Like, you can write, you can write full <laughs> stories. Like, it's fucking insane. All the shit he's ruined. He's taken anything that was good and fucking drowned it. It's so bad. But now uh, they announced this today. Uh, Tucker Carlson's getting a show exclusive to Twitter. That sounds about right. Every night, yeah, yeah, he'll broadcast every night on Twitter. Because what you didn't see, because you're not there. Uh, after the shooting in Texas, like Ian Miles Chong and all these people, they're the ones pushing the psyops that the government is behind a shooting in Texas and blah, 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 and it's an anti-white conspiracy. And Elon Musk keeps answering these people and going, interesting. Boy, this just gets weirder. Hmm. Like he he's advocating it because he, he gins up. And look, I will say this about him. Uh, I don't, I don't, because he, he fancies himself a troll. He fancies himself doing all those things. So I don't know if he's merely, uh, he's a, he's a, look, we, we get it. He's a fucking jag off. We know this, but like, I don't know if he's, there are times where I think he can't be this dumb and he's doing this on purpose to, to appeal to dumb people, or he's just ginning up content for the the site. You know what I mean? By getting people to engage with that nonsense. Um, But the very fact that when I heard he was giving, he's giving Tucker his own show, I'm just like. Again, it's one of those things where you're like, well, this is a big time troll move, but also a way to show support for that community. And let me ask you this. If there were guardrails, which but it seemed there were very few guardrails on Tucker over there at Fox. Do you think there will be anything resembling a guardrail on fucking Twitter and the shit he's going to be able to say? Now, this is a, that's a dude, by the way. All right. So we, we want to open up this. We, we were talking about with do you hold a broadcaster or somebody responsible for the things that they influence people to do? I think he has an agenda to try to make people do things. I don't, yes. like I said, I don't think oh, Rogan yes. does. But to me, Tucker Carlson is a guy, and again, it flies in the face of what I just said, but he is a guy who has a real Goebbels thing happening, and I and I think it's very obvious what he's doing. And it, the thing that frustrates me the most about him, like I said, he's so punchable. And when he does that thing <laughs> where he'll, and he does that little, he talks like a teenage girl half the time, where he'll be like, why is this happening? I don't understand. Like, how could they do this? When you see this happening, you think to yourself, well, clearly the Democrats want to kill babies, and we know this is true. Is it? You know what I mean? Like, he does it, and that whole, I'm just asking questions, fucking bullshit. You're just like, I, that framework of it, at least have the fucking balls to plant your heels and stand behind it. Stand your ground, like I said to you, to be silly. But I say it to him to be truth. Just come out. Just fucking, you know, wear the brown shirt. Fuck, who cares? I would not doubt that this was in place before Fox hired him, fired him. Well, wait, so you think Fox is complicit in him going there? Like it was a way to get them off his books and over over there? Ah, uh, yeah. Really? So yeah. Fox is in cahoots? I because- Look, all of these rich guys, and I don't mean to say this like a conspiracy theory, but it has been proven over and over and over that once you dig it open and you look at it, it was always two guys in a back room with a cigar and whiskey. And the uh, public I- doesn't know about it until three years later. The reason I thought that Fox was definitely not in cahoots and they really did get rid of him was because every time he would kind of like they fired him and then he didn't say anything. And then he kind of put out a statement, kind of a half hearted statement. And then they released his texts. Like it was this thing where they kept like 
They kept cracking the whip, like going, dude, we have all of this on you. You know we have this on you. So it'll be interesting to see if they actually start unveiling a ton of shit now, because if he's going to do this and go... Well, they can't, because if they do, they will just owe more money. Well, no, they, they... they're, they had to pay out his contract anyway. They're going to be sued from their from their uh, stockholders <laughs> yeah. to their board of directors to their they're going to they, they will be lucky if they survive this because the money and the content will be pulled out into another corporation before it all happens because that's yeah. what they fucking do. And yeah. and I'm and I'm not even it's not even a conspiracy. It's a fact. Just watch well, how saying. the money flows. Well, none of them will pay. We've talked about this a billion, like I just talked about earlier. Trump's not going to pay this fine that he he has to pay today, and no, nobody pays. They all make their they. It's just like this new. When I was a kid, a subpoena meant you had to show up. It just did. Yep. And then with the with the last administration, uh, they were just like, nah. Uh, well, thanks. I don't think so. I don't think I'll be attending that meeting. I don't want to be deposed or whatever. And they just get away with it. And then Schumer will say stuff like, well, we really hope they'll join us and talk like this thing with Feinstein. Jesus fucking Christ. She needs Diane to Feinstein is. I love her. She's she a brain in a jar. She's yeah. a brain in a jar. Like, and, and, she and barely s- half a brain. She did so much for women and it's time for her to retire. Yes. And I, it's shocking to me that they they won't take the steps they need to take they need to just go hey man get the fuck out like they they yeah. need to just be ruthless you have to be ruthless because the other side is ruthless and like you know <laughs> they they're telling diane feinstein to eat her oatmeal and she won't do it so you can't tell her she needs to resign you need to fucking get rid of her you need to just fucking get rid of her it's it's so ridiculous it makes me sick because i met a person once who's like yeah my dad is in the is in uh he's a congressperson and um yeah he has alzheimer's he's had it for like six years and his staff pretty much writes everything for him and does everything and he just signs it off and i'm like why would you tell me such a horrible thing yeah i had heard why would you even speak that in public there's stories like that about chuck grassley it's gross i mean yeah yeah Yeah. And, and you don't you know i don't know and again, it doesn't. But as I've said, it. We matter. need to wrap. We there's need a, to go back to the. We need to go back because we'll talk about this for another two hours. There's a meteor coming. I uh, uh, follow me at twitter.com slash forty year old boy. <laughs> I'll be on the. I'll be on the new Tucker Carlson show. Are you going to stay on Twitter? Commentary. Uh, of course. I love Twitter. I got no problem with it. You know why? Because I can curate what I want to see and what I don't want to see. I don't have to see any of these jagoffs. I can fucking just. Just because, look, anytime like a blue check comes in and starts and acting the fool, you just block them. Just get rid of them. Yeah. It's just and it's I think my block list is probably in the thousands now because any yeah. and because here's the thing, too. I'm not even blocking political people half the time. I'm blocking bad sports guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> Who come in and yell oh shit God. and stuff like that. I'm serious. It's like because I don't read I don't read a ton of like with politics. There's no point in wading into the comments. There's no point in because I know what it's going to be. It's taste great, less filling. You know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. you, libtard, you, you, ghoul, and and they're just going to shout back and forth at one another, and and so what? I mean, I, I, I I'm not going to change anything, and uh, and that's just that's just the fucking way it is. Holy shit! Hold on, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, uh, I'll just read it because, and I hate that I have my phone this close to me. It's terrible. Uh. Breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. You know, look at what that's what you know what? Let's pivot. Let's be a breaking news show. Let's be that from now on. <laughs> okay. We're moving from opinion into hard news. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, and you're gonna know this because it's two days later you're hearing this. George Santos charged by federal prosecutors in New York. 
The first time Republican congressmen's extensive lies on the campaign trail and questionable financial dealings were the focus of criminal and ethical inquiries. Uh, he's been charged by prosecutors. Uh, they are charges that inquiries into his financial campaign activities. I don't know. I, I, but you know what I look forward to? Him dressing up uh, in like Bugs Bunny as a girl and sneaking out of the country. Because you. <laughs> And let him do it. Some bullshit will happen and he'll get away with that, too. And he'll it's funny. It's like whenever you read breaking news, George Santos, the liar, has been charged. You're like, oh, so he's been reelected. That's good. Wait, because where again, did this, wait, where did this come from? It just because I, I get a new look. Here's I, I just said that I don't read a lot of news, but I read the post and I read the Times and I get breaking news alerts from The New York Times and The Washington Post. So, and it literally which is just that from the up. Post or The Times. That was from, let's see if I can pull it back up because I erased it already. That's from both the Washington Post and the the New York Times. No, it's from the Washington Post. Oh, fuck. Uh, and also, women should start getting mammograms at 40, say, if there's a federal panel. And I say, government, get out of my bra. That's what I say to you, fuckheads. What are you trying to do? If I, You know what? If I want to walk around with fucking unexamined tits my entire life, I'll do it if I was a lady. Uh, you guys can follow me for more of those hot facts over there at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. Like I said, I'll be on with the Tucker Carlson show. I'll be his sidekick squeaking a horn and laughing. Uh, <laughs> I want to be, I want to be Tucker Carlson's Jackie, the joke man, Martling. I just want to <laughs> just laugh at all of his bullshit and make a pretty penny doing it. Cause you know what? I'm ready to sell out. Approach me. Anybody, Republicans, Democrats, whoever wants to go ahead and give me a sum to agree with them. I'm happy to do it. I'm on the market. God damn it. I'm 55. I got 15 years left on this planet. Let's feather my nest. Uh, I'm also on Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok at Mike40YLB. And you're probably thinking, why is it different from the other names? Are you trying to hide something? (laughs) Yes, I am absolutely trying to hide something. Please don't ask what it is. I'll never tell. Unless you decide to feather my nest and pay me to do so, in which case I will be as forward as you want me to be about all of the things I'm hiding. Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. That's Mike40YLB. Find me on there. And, uh, you know, I have to do another chunk. Do you want to do plugs? You got you got to roll, right? It's uh, I've kept you here a long time. Yeah. All right. Well, I've got to do a whole other chunk anyway, because I've got to talk about uh, our great friend, Fearful Jesuit, and his wonderful show. And I'll tell you guys, you know, it's funny, because they're hearing this after that. So me telling them what they're going to hear when they've already heard it seems counterproductive. And yet, here I am doing it. I'm delving into it. All right. Don't touch my oily duck. I'll talk to you next week.
Toledo Podcast. Podcast.